but you can come and say spiritually, yeah? yeah. You guys, Nigerians and Jamaicans, yeah? Yeah, we're, we're you one. You guys are cousins. We are one. When I tell you guys are so, so... If you, literally, if you just heard them talking about their country, if you heard Jamaican talking about Jamaica <laughs> and Nigerian talking about Nigeria and you just took away the accents, you know, I, I agree. You would, it would be the I same script. You read from the same else script. how Jamaica is the best country in the world and it's definitely the best island in the Caribbean and I care what no one says. I'll say it with my chest forever yeah, today. Everyone else is this obvious. Is a, it's obvious. And this is what Nigerians say. And that's how Nigerians feel about Nigeria. This is what Nigerians say. They're just like, what? Nigeria is Africa. That's what they think. To be fair, Nigeria kind of is Africa. Hallelujah. Just like how Jamaica Hallelujah. Hallelujah. No, no. Nobody's arguing with small. No. Um, Harry's gone. St. Thomas. St. Thomas. Only this Who cares about them? No. Well, they all have one university you know music what? with Soka. How can all 15 <laughs> islands have the same with Soka music, people will come for us. Right. And I don't even like Soka music. I, I, I love Soka music, but I you know what? I love Soka, but I'm just saying, all of you put your 15 heads together. And you guys are too... Okay, and the conclusion this oh, is I don't even have to say much this I'm is literally this, this is the conversations the I have with fire. Nigerians they talk about Nigeria like it's the best country to in the world honest, which is okay you know I'd say Nigeria is like yeah and then Ghana's like a runner up in the same way that Trinidad, Trinidad is a bit of a runner up to Jamaica yeah because like, of their food yeah yeah, yeah. All right. Trinidad is runner up can, we, can I start yeah you can start you should have recorded that yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, of course I'm always recording but Anyway. I'm on my best behaviour now, Harry. Just want to let you know. Okay. You don't remember your name. I'm not. Yeah. Jamaica, I did a work. Chloe. Yeah. Angel. Nezzy. Tunde. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. All right. Tell us on the Plantation, Volume 12. Um, welcome to everyone who's listening. Thank you for tuning in. Um, got a lot of things to discuss this week. It's been a bit of a, it's been a bit of a mad month. There's been loads of news stories happening. First thing I want to get into, actually, is... Um, it's about respect. It's about R-E-S-P-E-C-T. This girl, she left at 15. And boy, the disrespect that she's come to this country with has been has been intense. And the whole British population has just gone absolutely nuts. We don't want her here. We don't want her sort coming back here. We don't know what kind of ISIS she's bringing. But <laughs> have you guys seen the story about Shemima Begum? Brand, um, brand of ISIS. Do, do you know what it is, right? I actually, at first, I was like, why on earth would we like why on earth would we allow her back in? But firstly, I realised, this, this is just my opinion, I think. Firstly, she is um, a British citizen. So she, well, she was anyway, until they revoked her citizenship. But she was a British citizen. So the fact is she doesn't have anywhere else to go. Mm-hmm. So if it's like my child goes somewhere and goes to someone's house and just like, I don't know, starts ripping down wallpaper and saying, I don't know, sending shots saying, I'm going to come back to your house and I'm going to do you something, blah, blah, blah. It's like at the end of the day, it's still my child. So it's my responsibility that I have to take care of them. So in my head, it's our duty to take her back. Not because we like her or anything or any, or, or any of that, but it's because she's a British citizen. But the second thing is you have to remember, she left at 15, which means she was groomed from a young age, mm. for sure. So it's like, from that perspective, I'm like, how can we be so like callous and be like, ah, oh, you know, she knew what she was doing. Da, da, da. And like, well, kind of, but also kind of not. She's too young. Like the same way if a 15 year old decides to have sex with someone who's, I don't know, a teacher. We don't say, oh, the 15 year old knew what she was doing. We say the teacher goes to jail. So my question would be, why is it that we have looked at this situation in a different way? Is it just because it's something that we all are scared of or we don't like? Why do you think the British population has looked on Shemima Begum like she's this, I don't know, terrible 
awful human being who should just be shot. I feel like it's the attitude she came back with. Like, I've never seen... I think it's her response. If she had a good PR person, they could have spun it. I really feel like they could have spun I it. And, PR. Yeah, but a PR and at least. Well, clearly like, they do have good PR. That's why she went. Yeah, no, that's true. PR to a 13 year old and PR to the rest of the population. They might yeah. have good PR for 13 year olds. She might have needed a red table talk moment with Jada Pinkett yeah. Smith. Yeah. 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 Changed everything. Changed what? She needed that and she didn't have it. But you're right, it was her attitude. Yeah. Just her attitude. It's partly yeah. the fact that she's Asian. That's that's Muslim. That's, yeah, that's true. You know, but do, okay, but here's, okay, yeah. but here's the thing. Let, let, this is the thing, and that, so I heard that argument, right? And I was like, I hear that, but there's the other side of it where there's people like, for instance, me. I really don't care what she. I don't care what she is. No, like, no, I'm but, just, you're, but you're not. You're not the main. Well, you're, you're, no, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not the main. But I'm saying for me, it. when I first heard it, so I said what I what I ended first up. Thought, I kind yeah. of yeah, what I ended up thinking. But at first, I was like, this girl shouldn't be allowed back. And primarily my main reason was she's a terrorist. She's joined a terrorist organization, so she shouldn't be allowed here. I, 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 don't, I don't really care if she's Muslim. I don't care if she's a white terrorist, black terrorist. I don't want any terrorist here. I think that's I think that's true, but I just think in any situation where there is a black person or an Asian person involved, you cannot ever extract race from the equation. It's always it's always part of the equation. Why do you have to bring how, race? In terms of how the white population responds, it's always part of the equation. So I'm not saying that's necessarily even the main factor, but it's always going to be part of the equation. Like any response that the, the British population has en masse to a person, I hate saying person of colour is trash, but let's just use it. Person of colour, <laughs> race is a, is a factor in it. And yeah. I think the fact, one, terrorism is a soft, is like emotional because people have, you know, family members of people they know that have been victims. But two... Let's be real, like, the, the, a lot of the white British population do not see people like us who are second generation or even people who are, you know, maybe came here at a young age as really British. So it's very easy for them to throw, throw them away once even people wrong. Even people yeah. who are born here, like, yeah. they, they struggle to see us as British because we don't, we don't fit in with their vision of this perfect white British view. And my, for me, this Shamima thing, I wanted her to come back because end of the day... She needs to face justice. Mm. It's not a comeback. It's not a comeback and just oh yeah, everything's good. Give a live your life. House you're coming. You're coming back. And as back soon as as soon as you touch, as yeah. soon as you touch ground, locked up. Lock up. Mm. Won't let you because out. Because you like, I get what you're saying about you don't you don't just automatically accept that if a 15 year old's been groomed by a teacher, right, right, right. But there is a clear difference, <laughs> a very clear difference between oh yeah, my teacher moved to me and. Yeah. Big man, I read the ISIS brochure and thought, you know what, I'm in. We say this, but this is why I say race always comes into the equation because there are big grown white men who have done terrible things and we approach their crimes with more sympathy. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Like Dylan Roof had a burger en route to... To, to his jail cell after he'd gone and shot at Charleston. He was a big but, but old who, white man. But who are the people and showing that sympathy? White people. And that's what I'm saying. In the same situation, and obviously it's white Americans granted, but what I'm saying is, it, even if we look at how white womanhood is constructed, like white womanhood is constructed that they are, they are default innocent until proven extremely guilty. Mm. And if that had been a 15-year-old white girl who had been groomed into ISIS, yeah. I genuinely think the response would have been different because the feeling is, especially because she'd married, she married a 23-year-old guy at the time. Yeah. Mm. So essentially, like, uh, any 15-year-old who marries a 23-year-old mm. is the victim of paedophilia. Yeah. You mm. are a victim of paedophilia. You are a victim of... That is rape. 
Any mm. any twenty three year old man who has sex with a fifteen year old girl that is statutory rape in this country, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she is a rape victim. Let's be clear, she is a rape victim and she's a victim of paedophilia. Whether she chose to enter into that, we understand because we know about consent and and that no fifteen year old can consent to a sexual relationship with a twenty three year old. The age gap is too big. Yeah. So she's still a victim of that. I'm not saying that doesn't mean she needs to be tried as a terrorist, mm. but I'm saying the nuance in which we look at white a, a white teenager in the situation, we we don't have it there. Mm. Absolutely, I agree. See, I don't know whether it's just because I'm becoming a little bit more desensitized to this, but I feel like if it was uh, a little white girl from Pickering who ended up going to Where's ISIS. Pickering? Pickering, Pickering. Right? Pickering. <laughs> what even is I that? I don't know. <laughs> Google it as a place. Um, but if, if she was the same spot and then come back, coming back two years later or however long it's been to say, oh yeah, I've got a child now. Tough, big man. Like, end of the day, yes, you may have been a a victim from a, a statutory rape perspective, but at fifteen, you know what terrorism is. You know what ISIS's motto was. There's no no one can be talking, turn around to be like, you know what, I didn't really understand. And she's not said that. Like, but then the thing part, is, to part me, of my to thing me, is she's not come back with the any thing remorse. Is, to me, it. you have to look at why people. Why would you join a terrorist? Why would you join a terrorist group in the first place? To me, like, ISIS thing can't be so... Like, at the end of the day, ISIS is... Like, their their propaganda must be, in some way, very persuasive to people. Like, it must be persuasive, because otherwise, what kind of 13 or 14, 15-year-old is going to join them? Like, in my head, I'm just thinking about it. I'm thinking, their angle is probably this. You're Muslim... Look what the West is doing to Muslims yeah. around the world. Look yeah. at look at how look at the terrible things they've done. You just need to join the fight against. You just need to fight against them. But she that, to me that to me that is probably the angle. And to be honest, on that viewpoint, I would say, well, boy, I mean, I wouldn't. Obviously, I don't agree with it, but I'm saying I could understand why a 13, 14 year old girl would be like, yeah, you know what? Yeah, the West has done some really bad things, and they're bombing us, and da da da, like Obama increased drone strikes and all these kind of things. And thinking, well, yeah, actually. I'll go and join ISIS and fight for my people. I could understand it. But she said, though, her, for me, her narrative is just, it's just one of somebody who just doesn't... I think her narrative is one of a, of a child that's been caught with their hand in the cookie jar. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, whoopsie, I'm sorry. Not I'm sorry of my own volition. Yeah. And actually, I've mm-hmm. realised now that eating those cookies is really bad. Mm-hmm. Or actually, not even... I was on my way to eat the cookies, but I changed my mind. It's like my hand is caught in the cookie jar. Oh, no. Um, I know what I'll do I'll just be like I need to come back now sorry about that little misdemeanor that I did am I going to be allowed back in and that's my issue with it because you're right I think the propaganda that ISIS ISIS has must be extremely compelling and she was saying in the interview um, she said something on the lines of oh yeah you know at first they told it's going to be like a big community and it's going to be really lovely and you know people look after you and I just thought see that's the 50 year old girl on her isn't it for you to think that you're going to and I just want to say as well like I have younger siblings like my 15 year old brother went abroad the other day and he was on the phone to my mum like every step of the way he took a coach and a flight this girl took a, a flight to one place then another flight then not, like it's not it's hard it's, yeah. it's Trust a me, complicated serious. journey yeah. to it's get not even to. just Syria you Syria can't do it's complicated so yes she's 15 but she was determined and knew what she was doing I'm like I'm yeah. not going to say that she that she wasn't because like the the route that she took to get there I'm like you're you're switched on you're not you're not stupid There's and I feel like times, yeah. you may have been a victim of abuse and perhaps mental abuse or emotional abuse but she said oh yeah when I arrived at first it was great and we all shared meals together but then 
everything starts to go a bit downhill and the shootings happened. Well, what did you think was going to happen? That, I think but that's a 15-year-old. And this is why I, I, this is why I think... I, I, it's ISIS. There's, there's, I, I think there's nuance. <laughs> I, I don't think that her being 15 absolves her of this crime or means that she shouldn't be tried. Because James Borges killers got... They got yeah, because like, James... I'm not... This is, this is definitely what I'm saying. But I, and I also think... British people are being so emotional about this that they're not being logical about how bringing her back to the country is probably the safest thing. If you bring her back to the country, you can keep her under constant surveillance. Yes. Yeah. She can't influence other people. If you yeah. let her run off to Bangladesh or, or anywhere else, she can literally be recruiting for ISIS all the Trust time. Me. It doesn't make sense for the safety of our country to have her outside Just of the country. Like if we believe agreed. that we have a great police service and blah, blah, blah. And they, I, think they, I think the security services are actually really good. I think, yeah, security yeah, services in this country yeah. are, yeah. 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 I think mean, they, they are good. One of the best in Europe. So many, so many terrorist attacks probably, have probably been thwarted that we don't even know about. So if we have that, why would we not want a terrorist that we're concerned about as a danger to be on our soil, soil in a place where you can actually have constant surveillance and prevent her from influencing other people? Because she's, she's probably fuming right now. But she's she probably, also didn't help herself because then I think they asked her about, they said something about I don't know how the conversation happened, but she was she was led to start talking about the terrorist attacks that had happened in the UK, it's like the the bombing in Manchester. And she said something like, the, the, yeah, "What they're doing, yeah, it's exactly and that's the same. exactly what they're doing." doing it, yeah. And I was like, "You see, this this is the problem because you are like." It's also PR. Oh no, she said that's exactly people. what they're doing in, in yeah. yeah. To the women and children abroad. Yeah. And like, yeah, but then you don't why? say that. Do you don't. You, it's not good PR, but yeah, it's, it's, you don't it's say that when you're trying to when you're trying to it's get yourself wrong, back into the, the country. Right time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 your timing like, is off. You say that once they've let you in. In the, in the comfort true. of the private home, even yeah. if you're under surveillance. Oh, well, it's too late now because you're back home. You don't say that before they let you in. And then when they said they're not going to let you in, you don't say, oh, okay, well, I'll just go to my husband's country. What? No. I just, I can't. Do you care. know what? It's so true. What you said is so true because even when you're, um, say, even when I'm coming back from holiday from somewhere and I'm walking through, like, um, security, there's things I know I can do when I don't do mm. just because I know someone's looking, like, I don't want to le- seem as if I'm some kind of like threat. Or suspicious. So why suspicious? Yeah. And I've done nothing wrong, let alone now coming back as a terrorist from like and and wanting to come back in. Mm. I just think that was that was yeah. Yeah, but, it's, wrong it's a, but then if you think though, her growth has been stunted. She's still dumb. Like she's still like she's true. almost still a thirteen-year-old because yeah. she's been like mm. ISIS. Not like ISIS have helped her with her development. She's mm. literally she's steps. She's been raped because she's because yeah. she, she had. Mm. Um, because she's had kids, it means she'd been raped. Yeah. Um, because she can't consent at her age. But and then she lo- it, and then she lo- and then she and then she lost the kids. So to me, um, and this is the thing. Can I ask a question? To be fair, she's one year under the age of consent. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's true. But can, did she have to go on? Did she have to go on? To, did the, her interview had to be have to be broadcasted? Like, did she have to? Bruh, they was, handed her the envelope. I thought that was dark. Fam. Yeah. Did I she have to dark. be? Like, like it was like it was are you the father kind of thing like yeah. a Maori thing like <laughs> like you will not be allowed back into the UK. <laughs> it's sensationalism, isn't it? Like, yeah, like handing her her yes. envelope is sensationalism, yeah. and it's also a little bit like lowest common denominator. Yeah, like we're gonna make it really clear in a brand envelope that you are not allowed back in this country. Mm-hmm. This isn't Jeremy Carl or Maury Povich. <laughs> no, but it's not. It's, it's not. not. I also no. think it's. A, I'm just a bit of a conspiracy theorist, but it's just to dis- distract us from what 
what's going on. Yo, Brexit. Mm-hmm. It's, to, me, it's to unite <laughs> us against a common enemy. That's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Yeah. It has to be ISIS. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what they want us to think. And mm-hmm. let's, yeah. all, let's all tear down this girl. Because like you said, and I don't mean to be funny, but I'll say it with my chest. If it was a white girl who was blonde with blue eyes, who yeah. had somehow got recruited into ISIS, then she was oh, welcome back. Right. Right. back yeah. Yeah. She then was, she'd have she some sort of rehabilitation. Yeah. Like, yeah. And her parents would be on TV yeah. crying. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like, it's we very, just want Rachel back. I'm insane for us, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't know she was going to ISIS, honestly. We could never have full seen it. <laughs> it's not the same, because it's not the same kind of crime, but it's very similar to those two girls from Scotland, the ones who were drug mules and went to Peru, and now they've come back into the country and like they've just been able to get on with their lives like you didn't go abroad and try to like smuggle drugs out of Peru back to England and you were mm-hmm. crying in your, in your uh, prison cell saying oh someone help me because if it was two black girls no one's coming to help you oh, yeah, no. the international police aren't getting involved well, you're not going to have any sort of me. like there's no international support for you you've done, you've mm. done the crime mm. now you're going to do the Pay time and you're, gonna, yeah. and you're actually going to die because yeah. <laughs> that's what the penalty is in those countries mm. and, and this is the thing I agree with you there because like two points Number one, a nice quick one before I forget it. There's this great uh, show on YouTube called Cookies, which covers uh, a lot of the dangers of the internet, including grooming on the internet and uh, people getting convinced to uh, join terrorist organizations, which I remember just you were talking about it. So I just wanted to mention that. Check it out. It's on YouTube, Cookies, the film. Uh, But number two, in terms of the distraction, I agree. Because if you look at it, the setup doesn't make sense doesn't make sense at all. Like, you've now got this new Home Secretary, Sajid Javid, who oh. was put in place as a token Waste, man. to yeah. make it seem like, oh, yeah, suddenly the Tories are more in touch. They've now got a now Asian person as Home Secretary. He'll understand their plight. And he was the first one to be there like, just so you're clear, the media have taken this up, so let me get in front of this, yeah. make, put on my nice big dancing shoes for Massa and be like, mm. nope. You, this one case that happens to have caught the media's attention, you can't come. There are so many people mm-hmm. on a regular basis that have gone and come back and you never heard of them. Yeah, all the time. But it's just because of this one. Like, what is it? Is it actually, oh yeah, no, this person is more dangerous? How? Mm. She's probably the least, not the least dangerous, but I mean, in the grand scheme of things. And also, I think it's really, this whole conversation about citizenship and like stripping people of their citizenship. And I'm like, I, that, that's the other thing. Like, are people that quick to say that a, a white criminal or a white person? Because there were a couple. There've been a couple of like white terrorists who like joined ISIS, yeah, and I don't remember so much conversation about like stripping them of citizenship. They're probably back here. Jihadi like, John. It's Jihadi a brown John. Jihadi John. Where Where is he? Yeah, where is he? Where but it's like this, this thing stripped? is like because the thing because really the underlying tone is you never were a legit citizen. Like, yeah. we were only granting you citizenship mm. out of the kindness of our heart yeah. because you're not really, you don't really belong in this country. You're a guest in this country. Yeah. You're always then on if probation. Then if you take a foot wrong... Exactly. You're yeah. always on probation. You're always on probation. As a black or brown person, you're always on probation in yeah. this country. So it's like, you do something wrong and we're going to strip you of your citizenship. And it's like a warning signal to, to everybody else to be like, just know that you don't really belong here. And that mm. if you step a foot yeah. wrong, we can and will strip you of your citizenship because you yeah. don't really belong here in the first place. Mm. Yeah, well, I guess that's that on <laughs> Shemima. On a on a lighter sort of more funny note, to be honest, um, I don't know how many people know who's Slumflower or <laughs> who's Slumflower the Queen or, or, or Oloni is the revolution leader, <laughs> the the new school leader of. Um, well, people don't know some like Slumflower is um, she's she's like an influencer, like kind of author. sort of semi semi yeah author. She wrote um, 
what a what a time to be alone. What a time to be what alone. A time to be alone. Um, she's started the hashtag Saggy Boobs Matter. So she's done. The thing is, she's done. Let's not people shouldn't take away from her. I think she has done positive things. Like for instance, the Saggy Boobs Matter was more about body positivity. I think that was positive. Like you know, she had men commenting and saying, "Oh, why are your boobs that this da da da," and she kind of motivated women to just feel confident about whatever their body was like. But um, she recently kind of got some. I don't know if she got that much backlash. But, well, actually, no, she did. She got a bit of, she got backlash on Twitter, which is, you know, the hub of the universe these days. So let me, let me read some of, let me read some of what she said. Um, <laughs> dating put, rich comes put, with the... Can you put some organ behind this? <laughs> <laughs> dating rich comes with the risk of financial abuse, which is why I will never stop promoting the importance of women cultivating a life for themselves full of hobbies and friends so they can implement strategic distance and wisely pattern their dating position. Um... To, for those who don't know, pattern means kind of just means sort out, fix up. Um, dating broke comes with the risk of an exhausted future that also will eventually entail emotional abuse. Money is power, and men who don't have it feel the need to make up for it by abusing women. All men have the capacity to be abusive, in capital locks. Uh, I don't have much to say about dating broke because the benefits are minimal. You can't plan your future on good vibes and emotions, but you can always form a solid relationship with yourself so that you can set up boundaries that allow you to prioritize your own wellness. Um, etc etc <laughs> this is the interesting part so also in a world where women have to negotiate and exchange their labor and for a lot of a lot of us our autonomy for men to love us some of us prefer to receive money and love in exchange for making men better people by being around them so with that said all women who date men are participating in sex work to various extents i've had enough <laughs> <laughs> hold up hold up hold up you're engaging in transactional sex i.e if he does what i want gives me money makes me feel pretty tells me he loves me spends time with me I will share myself with him. So if you want to dismantle patriarchy, wouldn't it be effective to direct your energy to the reasons why women have to negotiate so highly when sharing ourselves with people who murder us? I'd never feel the need to create all these insurance barriers if I was dating a woman. Basically... Oh, so we got to the conclusion. I was going to ask that. So what is... What is what, what solution is she prescribing? Because I just didn't understand. Okay, so no, no, I haven't read all the tweets, but essentially what her overall point is like, she's saying, don't date bro. Like, at least if you're going to... She said, first of all, like, you should love yourself. As in, like, basically, find a hobby, like, be fulfilled within yourself. So you don't have to rely on the men because men are da- men can be dangerous. Men can be abusive, X, Y, Z. And that she's talking about emotional abuse. Like, so many men emotionally abuse women. Um, they make men, they make women rely on them for, no. Is that what I'm trying to say? As in, they, yeah, they emotionally abuse women so that women have to, like, um, do all these different things for them and, like, make them a better man and all that kind of stuff. So she's saying, if you're gonna go through all that kind of stuff, um, at least just date someone who's rich. That's basic. That's basically her point, and to, to some to some degree anyway. I think if if I'm summar- I think I'm summarizing correctly. Um, and then there was someone else called Aloni, who's also another Twitter kind of celebrity. Not just a Twitter celebrity. She like goes on shows and stuff like that. Talks about um, sex and different things like that. Um, and I think what's happened is that people have built these people and said that they're feminist. But then they've said things that some people have deemed against feminism. So now people have had like backlash on them. But essentially what's interesting is that it's the, it's brought into the, the common conversation of like the wider conversation really is like, what does feminism mean to you? So one thing that people were saying that they didn't like about what Aloni was talking about, there was a situation where this um, girl was in a house and with her, her man and someone else and no, her man and her mum. And his mum, sorry. 
And so his mum was like, oh, come to the kitchen and like help me cook. Like, and then she was like, ah, but I'm a guest in your house. Like, what are you talking about? Da, 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 da. And then Aloni was like, ah, if, how could I ever go to someone's house and not, and not help their mum cook, basically? And people are saying, ah, oh, but that's not feminist. Like, da, da, da. So my question is, what does feminism mean to you in regards to your relationship with men? So for instance, if you were to cook for your man or like he, he pays for you, like fitting into those traditional gender ideals. Like, well, firstly, I, know, I don't assume that everyone's feminist, but say, let me say, if anyone is feminist, do you think that makes you less feminist if you, I guess, play, not play into, but you fulfill, fulfill those gender roles? Or is that just like, it's just your, it's your, it's your life, do what you want kind of thing? <clears throat> why is everyone, <laughs> why is everyone, everyone is so quiet? You know what, you know I was not quiet about this, like, you, I didn't tell you the topics already. You You did, but I'm trying to filter yeah. what I have to say. No, don't, don't filter. filter. Don't filter. No, don't filter. because... Just, oh, just, just an aside, they have a podcast called uh, Chloe and um, Angel <laughs> have a podcast called Black No Filter. You should go and check that out. But <laughs> that being said, no, but if their podcast to... is called Black No Filter, I yeah. don't expect it on this podcast. No. Come on. To, be, Come on. to be honest, I'm just trying to construct sentences in English. I'm just trying in to English? think of in English as if I don't, this, this is the only language <laughs> I know, you know? <laughs> but I'm just, because at the not moment it's just going to come out Barry. in sounds of disapproval, but I just don't know. Like, let me not go first because I don't know if I, how much I identify or if I identify as a feminist. And that's been a conversation that I've had to have because to be honest with you, it's, I don't know what the, a feminist to each feminist kind of differs mm-hmm. and to different people differs. And to yeah. me, I feel like um, you're not coming out of like oppression. You're not coming out of a situation where you've been oppressed by um, and like a like a a society that's ruled by men to now be oppressed by the title feminist. You can't even do what you want to do because <laughs> I, to do it. I just want to be free. <laughs> I just want to be free and I just want to be me. Like, I'm not trying to get nobody. I don't want a man to tell me what to do and I surely don't want you, son... What's her name? Son what? Also known as Favela Petal. I don't know. I don't want you to tell me what to do. Like I feel like I, I agree with some things, but I just to me that's why I it's struggle to yeah. identify. I just want to that's what I saw on Twitter. I think that's fine. I think a lot of women struggle with it. And I think it's the capacity for me to make my own decisions based upon how I feel mm. and making my decisions without the influence of men telling me this is what I need to do mm-hmm. and women telling me what I need to do. Actually, I'm making decisions for myself. Yes. and I'm making decisions and I'm and I'm and I'm loving myself because I agree with that you have to love yourself first mm-hmm. I don't really know taking it all the way back if I'm here for the whole don't date when you're broke because real talk we live in London so being broke is a very it's relative and it's scalable mm-hmm. so actually I don't think that I'm particularly rich but I know I earn an above average salary in London I do mm-hmm. like the average salary is you go ahead let me just let you know no flex. <laughs> Because it's, the average salary in London is £28,000. I don't, I earn well above that. Not well above that. Yo, 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 y
because I can't afford to buy my own house. Yeah. And I'm rich caught impressed. in the rich and melanin. I can't afford to buy my own property at the moment because I'm trapped in a renting cycle. So I don't count myself as rich. So I don't even really know if I can talk about dating when broke because actually I'm not living paycheck to paycheck, but I surely don't have 25,000 in the bank. So I don't even know where I fall with that whole dating when broke. I think that's yeah. a very interesting, eh, it's an interesting so one to get is, my head around. But what do you think about when she said, um, <laughs> Any woman that dates dates men is, is engaged in some sort of sex work. First of all, I think that's absolutely. I think that's a much really irritating. <laughs> I, think a lot, I think there's a lot of assumptions, mate. Well, one You're assuming well, that we're having sex. Assuming that we're having sex yeah. because I surely am not sex work anyone. So <laughs> I don't know where that's coming from. But also, I think like also, I think that's quite. When we talk about what sex work actually is. And people who are sex workers mm-hmm. and what they have to go through and Let's why a lot of women are in sex Come work. Yeah. I think that trivializes it and I think that's I think that's really I think that's a problem. It's because thing, I think yeah. it's very damaging. Yeah, I think that's a Wait, problem. I, I think that's a problem because I think Are you serious? Yeah. You don't that's completely incorrect. What do you mean? Women are doing sex work because it empowers them. That's why they do <laughs> that, bruv, that's Sorry, what, listen, is. that's what people t- that's what I get told. Women are doing Who sex work that? because they're, they're, they're empowered and that? really, that's what they really wanted to be doing and that's what they, no, they dreamt and doing from the age of 12. Some of them do. Some of them do, but I can assure you that there's a... a, 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 a Mr. Chairman, there's, there's Mr. Chairman least, I yield, I yield a, my time. <laughs> <laughs> there's a significant minority of women who I, I would say, I, I would say, well, I don't know sex, a lot. I don't know any personally know any sex workers, but from the stories I've heard, just on the internet and stuff, I'm gonna need how, to do, you, how do you know them? How do you um, know them? From the, from the stories I've heard, I think there are there are definitely women who do sex work not because that was like their first choice job. Like it's not like they they woke up one morning and they're like at sixteen and their careers options were like, mm. what do you want to do? And like, mm. oh, I want to be a sex worker. Mm. There's very, very few people like that, right? Imagine, imagine that. in fairness, farming maybe. In fairness, I didn't I didn't say I wanted to do marketing, but hey, here I am. True, but if you ask, if you are, I think there's some women. If you'd ask them if you'd had other options earlier, now you're there in it, they might be like, This is what I do. But if you had other options earlier, like, would you have preferred to have that option? I think, but then I I don't want to speak on behalf of sex workers. I just think it's, it's, I think saying that, but I do understand the point that she's making. And I think the point point she's she's making making? that in in a patriarchal system where men have the majority of the resources, it as a woman, you've been in a relationship with a man and like say getting married, having kids and stuff, you are in a sense like giving up. So I was talking about this with someone this week. Like when you get, if you get married or in a long-term relationship with a man and you have a child, often it's the woman who becomes the primary caregiver for the child. Mm. And that means that women usually lose out on some of their careers. So, so part of the pay gap isn't really just because women are going to jobs and the, people are like, oh, we're going to pay the man 50,000 pounds and you're going to earn 40,000. That's not what happens. Mm. It's that over time, women cumulatively, well, sometimes, occasionally, but I think most nowadays, mostly it's that like cumulatively over time, yeah. women lose out in pay and it's usually due to stuff to do with children, right? Mm. So essentially, women's career, if, if a woman has a, men's careers are not stunted by them having children. We don't have generally. the same trajectory, basically. Yeah, so, so, as a woman, if you have kids, you're likely to have your career, unless you make, a lot of women have their career on hold, they start working part-time when they have mm-hmm. kids. So in a way, men paying for certain things, it's almost like prior compensation for the fact that you will, at some point, lose out 
mm. financially just by the fact that if you have their child, like yeah. you will. So in a, in a sense, I see what you're saying. Like it's kind of, but to call it sex work, I just think is, is she is makes it ludicrous. seem so transactional. Like we're yeah. doing a date and then you make me, you buy me really nice, you buy me a, a nice expensive dinner. I don't know, wherever the Shard or Hakkasan, whatever. Um, and then we come home and we have sex and we're all happy. Mm. Well, and I just think she's like, it, you're, you're painting everyone with the same brush. And, right. I, and actually I don't think that relationships are so transactional. Exactly. Some mm. of her, some mm. definitely some are, and maybe they're, say, not, maybe they're not relationships. Are. Hey, maybe they're situationships. Maybe, maybe that is maybe just friends with benefits or maybe yeah. just like dating prostitutes or escorts. Like, I don't know, yeah. whatever. But I do, I, I don't, that doesn't sit well with me. No. Um, and I think she's making huge judgments of people that she's not in a position to do so, actually. Have you mm. surveyed, the, have you surveyed 10,000 10, people and asked them about their relationships? Probably not. So I think, uh, for me, like she's already rubbing up the wrong way. Mm. Yeah. And, and I think as well, the reason why I'm more triggered is because it's a woman saying these things. And actually, I think a lot of guys do have these assumptions about girls. Yeah. So that when they, when they look at somebody, and I don't know because I'm not a guy, so you guys can let me know they'll make an assumption about the kind of person that she is and then they might say things like you know you look like you're a bit high maintenance and actually some guys would be like i'm not taking you somewhere expensive because all you want me to do is take you somewhere nice and then i'm not even going to get any sex anyway so i'm mm-hmm. like do you think so do you think she's almost feeding I, into the transaction she nature is. of everything she, and she's so like for making me, it worse that really me. irritates me because that doesn't apply to me i'm not out here dipping and doing it like mm. I'm not out here having sex with anybody so you can take me to Hackson you can take me to Nando's mm. and I'm not going to Nando's on a date ever number one <laughs> number, number two one. I ain't oh, doing it but, but yeah. no but you can but we're not gonna why have why do you put Vapiano at, do you know what sorry Vapiano's anywhere where you, where pay, you pay before where you where I have eat, to carry yeah? my tray to the seat anywhere where you pay I'm sitting next to Kaisha the 13 year old and I see my friends who've been shopping in Oxford Harry why did you unlock this anywhere that's in a venue area with hard seats with hard seats anywhere that someone anywhere <laughs> anywhere yeah, that someone runs in for yeah. a bite and yeah, yeah like yeah. no anywhere that Absolutely. you can go where someone's coming to have a quick to grab a quick lunch yeah. a lunch I'm not eating there no, sorry yeah. no thank you hard seats and harsh lighting is designed so that you don't stay long in the, rest, allow in the mu- restaurant and now fast music and now you want me to come and t- I'm put on put on my clothes and put on maybe £40 pounds worth of makeup to Can come and sit down in Vapianos. My good, good Fenty to Are sit you in right? I'm not Are doing that. Mad? No. No. I, no. I would just you. like the record to show that both Harry and I went through a variety of confused and shocked <laughs> <laughs> During, well, we hope the confusion that. has. Well, has we come. hope, yeah. yeah I hope this is your confusion. Yeah. Don't take people that you actually care about to Vapiano's. Yeah, please. Why not? But can I, I have just taken ask people I care about to. Yeah. Anyway. No, but how old do we did that? What's going on here? I am not going to go into, you know what? I am held on to too long. No, no. I am a Yoruba man. I'm not allowed. But it don't be it like this. How old was I? Eh? Are you watching my bank? All of my, all of my guys are play, ballers. All of my guys are ballers. If I go to Papianos, I'm a baller. It is still the same. Papianos doesn't matter. You know what? Council the council slumber. Council Loni. This is the main problem for today. Can I also yeah. just say oh, you can't be a boy really when you're standing in the line? Do you not, have the line? Oh my God! How many? How many? How many? How many? How many ballers stand in the line for about forty minutes? To make Who their told order? you I was standing in the line? I can go to Papianos and they'll clear the place for me. That's it. Well, then that makes a difference, doesn't it? Want to see? You want to see baller? We move the line for you. Oh yeah, go to go to McDonald's. You want to stand? We won't queue. I used to self-service machine. That's it. No food will come to you. 
Oh my god, it's, it's, not, it's not about. Can I just say for the record, it's not about the money. No, it's not. Because people think it's, it's about it's, it's about the ambiance of yes, Bafiano. It's, it's not about the money. The, exactly. It's, it's always the effort. It's the effort. You could have, and this is the thing. I think people don't listen. You can have a a, a really inexpensive date. A cheap if date. It looks like you put in a lot of effort. Right. Make sandwiches. Mm. Pack a Tell nice me, picnic and go park. and sit on sit on um, High Park or Primrose Hill. Hill. Yeah. That's it. I'm gonna I'm gonna time I'm gonna time out on that. Because the very criteria you just hit me with was that the seats were too hard, mm. the lighting was too harsh, well, and you and there was too many people there's, that there's could be doing yigi yaga sipping in their food. You now want to add, you now want to add the entire cast of Over the Hedge <laughs> into your date venue with your nice Have soft you grass seen, seats. Hold on. God made excellent carpet with grass. Oh, oh come on. And, it's soft, and it's softer than the seats in Baku. Put it in your house. <laughs> I, have it, I have it outside in my garden no 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 inside <laughs> your house I don't want to see rugs I don't want to see flooring it's okay yeah listen you have to have a balance yeah you can't have hard seating and then we're looking at walls and, and nonsense art yeah you can, you, can, you, can, you can have hard seating and oh, then romantic okay. view yeah, yeah? yeah, yeah. Primrose Hill it's okay. You can sit on the hard. You can sit on the but grass. Can I, so can I just say, with all this conversation, right? So I guess this is still even part of the conversation. Mm. We're here talking about like uh, how men should take women on dates and blah blah. But that is a completely it's so patriarchal. That's patriarchal, right? I, but then, but, then, say, and then, but then, my, my my thing is, is, is patriarchy bad? I didn't no, say that men should take women on dates. What I said was, I'm not going to own a date in Nando's and I will say that with my whole chest because I'm not doing it. You know why? You want to take me to Nando's? Babe, I'll pay because it's not a date. We're just out. If we're going to Nando's, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. if we're going to Nando's, it's not a date. I assume that you friends friendzoned me. Exactly. I assume that you friends Any, Anywhere that you can go on the spur of a moment, people say cheeky Nando's. Oh, let's go for a cheeky me Nando's. And There's no just pre-thought. had food. I was There's like, let me just get you some food. For- what am I going to... You're right. People go there on a whim. Let's go quickly and get food. That's not a date. No, no and, and also we're not talking about I, I, I don't think any of us are saying men have to take women out on dates that's not what any of us said I'm saying mm. if we're going, if you're asking okay, to take us out on a date, I'm happy to take us out on a date. I'm not going to front. Let's be honest. I'm happy to take us out on a date. I am. Okay, that's not the first date. I was... Hold up, why? Why? Why what? So, I'm Oh, she's stuttering now. No, no, no. I'm just deciding how unfiltered I'm going to be. Unfiltered, unfiltered the hell. Sam, all the hell way I met a guy... We went out three, four, five dates. And I was like, do you know what? Let me take you somewhere because I, like, my dad's a chef. I really like eating food. I want to take you somewhere. He wasn't really into food, but he had excellent date choices. And he liked, he listened to what I said. I said, I don't like chain restaurants because I'm a snob. I don't, I want to, I want to see the food being made. I like small intimate restaurants. He found amazing restaurants. He didn't even really, he wasn't really into it. He's like, oh, this is what I think you're going to like. I said, Tim, let me take, let me take you somewhere. He's like, why? I said, because I want to take you somewhere. For him, he was like, I want to pay for everything. I said, Relax. I can take you somewhere. It's our Six day, it's not a problem. Mm. So that's what I'm saying. I don't have an issue paying. I told you, I earn an above average salary. I'm not rich. I'm not rich, but it's effort. I don't feel like, yes, why do you have to put man. all the effort in all the time? And I just sit here and say, oh, thank you very much. Because guess what? We're not having sex. So I'm like, don't be trying to, don't be trying to play me and be thinking, oh, maybe no, 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 what's happening? I think that's part of the problem. What's, what's happening? It doesn't matter whether I'm having sex or not. No, you can still make all the effort all the time. Mm-hmm. No, well, that's that's true. But what I'm saying is, I don't want anyone to ever think, oh, I want to do this, 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 and this. And then it's going to get me to this situation. No, no but I, I think, but I think that should be, I think 
if a guy thinks that, that's on him. Because I never but, gave but you the impression that you were making down payments on my so, on my so, vagina. But I but didn't give you that impression. Yeah. That's your own. Yeah. I, I didn't I'm tell you that. Down that's true, but society, oh society thinks that. I remember when we were going on our third date. Oh, where did we go? Uh, oh, yeah, we went, went on our third date. Bapianos. And I said in your... We did. <laughs> You're right. No, we do not go back to your nose. I would, I would not have turned up. No, I would have. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. <laughs> Be real, you would I wouldn't. I wouldn't have gone. I would have been like, we're not doing that. Um, and I remember I left work early and I said, I'm going on my third date. And everyone's like, oh, third date, eh? Well, if you don't come into work tomorrow, we'll know why, because you're tired. And I was like, what? Whoa. I was really... Too comfortable. I was, so when yes, you're saying these, you mm. should put effort in, even if I'm not having sex, I agree with you. But society makes it very clear. Third date, that's a big... Mm. Apparently, it's, it's third base. It's, no, it's it a is. big landmark to get to. So I hear what you're saying, but the truth of the matter is, like, society doesn't think that. Mm. And even if your guy thinks that, maybe his friends don't, and they're feeding him things, and they're saying things. Do you know, like, sure, but it's the same, I think it's the same with women, though, because we, we've, been, we've been fed things, and then we have... Um, our certain code for how we live and we just have to sit by I, for me I I don't think that the guy so w- w- if I go on dates so it would be chess go ahead what do you mean I if? expect <laughs> the guy to I, <laughs> do I expect the guy to pay I yes. expect the guy to pay right. I will sometimes and that, and that doesn't make you does no, no, it doesn't no it doesn't make you bad at all I will sometimes offer if yeah I sometimes offer if he if he accepts too quickly, too soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a massive red flag for me. Yeah. Yeah. If we've gone on a few dates, then I'm happily, I'll get one here and there because I think, why not? Like, yeah. I think that's fair. I don't expect you to pay for every single, every single date until, you know, we get married. Mm. However, when my, when my dad was dating my mom, he paid for every date and every single date that he, he came on, he bought my mom a small gift. Like every single day. So I just feel like I don't. I don't need to be like a truly different time. And and, and the thing is, and I think you know what this is. This is the other thing. I think if you know what you bring to a relationship, yes, I know what I bring. I know I bring. Oh, I bring effort. I know I bring so much to somebody. So therefore, I don't feel guilty about somebody taking me out and paying me because I know yeah. if you end up in a relationship do you know you will get treated extremely oh, well come on I love it like I am actually a great girlfriend so therefore it. I don't have to be worried that you're going to think you're going to be taken advantage of because you'll yeah. see very clearly about when I how I treat you that you're not being taken advantage but I think of but I care for you you know what I think the problem is though a lot of guys are out here dating girls who perhaps aren't going to be great girlfriends and perhaps mm-hmm. will take advantage of them so they're coming in with their baggage yeah. and they're coming in with their previous experience and no matter what anyone says whether you've got physical physical or excuse me non-physical sorry whether you've got physical baggage or not actually the kind of people that you've dated and interacted with previously will have an impact on the assumption that you make Absolutely. about the person that you're meeting yeah. so yeah. they can meet you and you're going to be fantastic but then they might be saying <clears throat> well you know what she doesn't offer to pay for the date like mm-hmm. the fourth date i'm going to lock her off because you know what the last girl she d- took all my money do you see what i mean and that's, and that's the problem <laughs> i think that men have more than women yeah because maybe you're out here choosing to date for reasons that perhaps we don't understand because maybe you are led by other things than your brain. I don't know. I'm not <laughs> Wow. That's a hypothesis. Just uh, a hypothesis. I but I think, I think that's more of a man problem than a woman problem. That's my personal opinion. No, I agree. What, the fear of being taken for idiot? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I know. Like, what? Really? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. Oh, I don't know. Financially, okay, around money. Yeah, yeah, around yeah, money. money. Yes, she's right. Financially, I'm not going to lie to you. In the circles that I move in, no. Really? Everybody I know, it, in majority of the black girls I know are earning more than the black guys I know. Facts. Mm. Facts. No, but, I, but even if that's I earn more than you, I just, it doesn't make a difference to how the date is going to yeah, be. Yeah, yeah. No. no, but how can no? But how can you be? 
Do you know what I'm saying? She's not gonna. She can't. She's not gonna take you for idiot because she's got more money than you. Yeah, but you don't know that going. They don't know, do they don't know that because this is the thing, guys. Nah, guys think guys that even know. if you have more money, that you're gonna. You even if you have more money, you still. It's still a thing of oh, I'm gonna let him pay for everything, even if I have more money. So it's not even the idea that she has more money than you, so she doesn't need your money. It's not that she needs your money. It's like the idea that you think she's gonna try and take advantage take by like but letting then, but you then, pay okay, for but here's everything. The, but here's the thing, and this, not is, and this is what back. this is what I I, I, hear, I heard everything you're saying, right? And you said you're gonna be a great girlfriend. You're gonna do all this stuff. <laughs> so w- what's the guy gonna do? Just be terrible, but he just provides the money. No. no. So then well, why, I'm saying, so then, so then in why addition, be, that's why him being great. The start, no, he's that's him being great. That's his great. I have just explained it's part of him being great. He's great. Oh. Showing. Mm. I've done, no, I feel like I'm him away. being chivalrous. So why him you, being. I, I feel like him being chivalrous, him offering to pay and not expecting. I feel like it's just a. So I, basically, him copying what men have been told that they're supposed to do for centuries. No, I've just explained to you. Yes. I've just explained to you that in, yes. in, in my career, if I eventually have any of this man's children, I will significantly lose out thousands of pounds. So even the the small, so small the small small dates that he's paying is a drop in the ocean compared to the what ten thousand pounds I'm going to lose on maternity leave. I mean, it's true. So what is what is it? That's a good. Like point. Your, your fifty pounds a pop for the restaurant. Okay, if you do that, what fifty times? That's not a lot of money. Well. That's what I'm saying. But, but I mean, if, if you're if you're going get on fifty dates, mm. that's what five five two thousand five hundred pounds. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And then when I get married and I have my baby and I go on six months of maternity leave, how much money do I leave, lose in that mm. time? No, then you're coming back to a job that's probably no. Changed. And then and then I'm de-skilled after yeah. three years of raising my toddler and miss out on that promotion. And miss out on the promotion. So so is that so then so that's the general problem with society then? Yeah, that they've it made is. it so that women because basically I've heard that so for other societies, for instance. Is it is it sweet? I don't want to. It's the Netherlands is and the Scandinavian Netherlands? countries. Yeah, where they like the maternity leave is like a year or something crazy, but this is for both. So like maternity, like paternity leave is like, I don't know. Okay, sorry, one second. Do you know what it is? I really hate just on the side. I hate on podcasts. Yeah, where you just people get a random fact that doesn't random like facts. It. Yeah, yeah, but it's like you could have checked. You could have googled <laughs> because Google's mad quick. And I'm like, but, but why are you saying? And you're just saying, oh, duh, duh, duh. but I'm like, but, 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 but Google's right there. And so all of that was a stall so that I can actually come up with the truth. So, uh, <laughs> so I'm just reading. I'm reading this article, but wow! Apparently, in in Italy, they get two days of compulsory leave and two days of optional leave, paternity leave. Wow! In Greece and Malta and, and Holland, they only have the right to two compulsory days. In Spain, it's two. It goes four weeks. In Germany, they can go for up to fourteen months with a sixty-seven percent scan, sixty-seven percent salary. In Nordic countries, in Norway, they offer fathers almost one year, forty-six weeks at one hundred percent salary. Yeah, but wow. also in those Nordic countries, their Imagine work-life that. balance is completely different it's, to ours. It's, it's much better, right? Uh, it's, it's completely different. The whole society is completely different. It is. Yeah, it's it's because they tax high, don't they? But then they you just get but you get much so much in return. Yeah. That is dope, I man. I genuinely think I think if every woman needs to decide for herself what her relationship is going to be, and yeah. if you are uncomfortable with a man paying for you, then be uncomfortable. And if someone else is comfortable, and someone's yeah. comfortable, and they because they can find a man that is comfortable paying for right. you. Yes, exactly. But then, but then the question is, I, and I I guess I'm thinking as just as a guy who traditionally would think oh, I I pay for it. Why though? Why would the guy be comfortable with it? I think it's how you're raised. The last mm. guy I dated wanted to pay for everything. And I, and I mean, we went somewhere before we went out for dinner and I was like, I'm just going to get a drink. Can I get you something? He's like, yeah, can you get me this? I turned around to get my bag and I had three cards in my bag. And before I could even find the card, he's like, I'm just going to pay. I was like, it's fine. I can pay. He's like, please put your money away. He's like, actually, it's like an insult to me. And I was like, it's yeah. just a there's, drink. There's guys I've dated who definitely, so, yeah. yeah. But then, but then, and, and I was just like, it's all right. Like I could, 
yes, mm. I can afford to pay for my drinks. It's not, a prob- it's not a problem. In the background. Whereas other guys are just like, I'm like, oh, can I get you a drink? And they're like, yeah, actually, I'd like a drink and blah, blah. So for me, it's like, do you know what I mean? Like, I yeah, think but then my, my question is, does that, do you not feel that maybe there's a problem there? Because my thing is, does that come al- along with other things that are going to be a problem? That, that, that same as in that same thing not of like always. I want to pay for everything. Does that come along? Does does that n- potentially mean that you're on potentially another trajectory? Mm-hmm. Which is because okay, for instance, I I am the sort of guy that would like to pay for pretty much majority of things, but at the same I'm not I, at the same time I don't really I'm not like dead set on like if like if my girlfriend is like I want I want to pay, I'd be like fine, you can pay. I don't have a, I don't have a problem. Like you got the money, mm-hmm. fine, pay for it, but. I'm just saying, if you have someone who really doesn't want to pay for anything, does that not necessarily mean he might be on a trajectory where, like, he he has a problem with this, and then he doesn't like it when you do this and do that? I don't, I don't no. know. I'm not, not saying I'm not, not saying always. there is a correlation, but yeah. could it? I and know. I don't think not always. And I think it goes back to your initial question about cooking for um, your partner or going into the kitchen and helping like the mom cooking this in the kitchen. I feel like it's the intention behind it. If he wants to pay for everything so he has leverage over you, then yes. Mm. But some people just want to pay because that's their love language. They just yeah. want to mm, shower that's you. Good point. And the same way, a woman can be in the kitchen cooking or helping and it may come from a, a sense of her feeling like um, less than or subservient. Like that's, but then there's women who do that and that's their love language. And, that's their love language, and yeah. so that's why you don't want to be boxed in. Like it's, it's maybe the same action, but it's the intention and the motive behind it and what's driving the person mm. to do it. And I think also in if you're in a relationship or you're in a situation like I think sometimes you hold back on certain things because you don't trust the person or because you're not sure of whether they're taking advantage of you. And I think like in terms of gender roles, I am quite traditional in the sense that I do like doing things like cooking. Mm. But in the past, I haven't done that because <laughs> I feel like a lot of guys just haven't been worthy, to be quite frank, of me doing mm. that for them. And yeah, because I feel so. like they it's it's been that thing of like they they pay and they kind of expect this expect something but like it was it was very it felt it it almost felt a bit transactional but for tit for tat like yeah but in your when you're in a situation where you actually feel like the person genuinely just like really cares for you yeah then things like going and cooking like for me going and cooking for a man doesn't it's not a problem anymore because i feel so comfortable and i feel so like cherished in that situation you feel safe and secure yeah. i feel safe and secure that it's, i'm not being taken advantage of and, he, and he's not using money as leverage over me he just genuinely wants to do those things for me because he cares therefore i will happily go and cook for you yeah. or do what, all the traditional woman stuff and i think everyone's different i like traditional gender roles like mm. i like cooking for the guy that i'm with and i like but that doesn't it's make so me less refreshing of, i never it? hear people say this no, and i, I enjoy it like, um, yeah i know you do love cooking but i'm not i don't i don't ever hear people say that sentence like i love traditional gender roles i do like them i think that's so like i think but that in my head i'm I think, still 100 feminist yeah it? and in the sense that i like traditional gender roles, but i choose that for myself in whatever particular situation i'm in yeah and you, you don't walk to me like you're entitled and feel like i that you expect it like yeah. me cooking for you is a, in the same way that i like, I, I date guys who have similar values to me. So it's yes. like, they like being in traditional gender roles. But mm-hmm. it's not like a thing of, I have to. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, if I decide that I want to be a super feminist and not cook for any man mm. and work all the hours that God gives me and decide I don't want to birth any children, that's also my right. Yes. That's what feminism is. Like. It's my right to choose what I like in my life, in my relationship. See, I can agree for, to that type of feminism. Mm. I just can't agree to something that restricts me. The again. blanket statement can't apply to everybody. Everybody, yeah. Just so different. And I think some of the things that you said are, you, you were saying you 
I don't I don't remember how you said it. You like traditional gender roles. It's mm. also to do with our upbringing. Like yes. that plays a massive part. So mm. perhaps for some people, maybe they grew up in a very traditional household and they loved it, and some maybe would have hated it. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Maybe some people grew up like in a slightly different. I don't like the word dysfunctional. I, I think it's really actually disrespectful. But I think so. You might have grown up in a, in a different kind of uh, family setup, and so maybe you yearned for a traditional gender role, or actually maybe you really thought to yourself, no, I don't. I don't want anything to do with that. I'm going to just go and do something else. I think. I think your childhood and yeah how you were brought up plays a massive role into what you understand feminism to be mm. and also what you think is appropriate and acceptable in relationships mm. do you know what I mean mm. and I think we just have to be aware of that so when Sunflower says these things it just triggers me yes yeah, like, so I've had no. enough already like from from the beginning like even the way in which she says so, like when it's an instruction I mean, just relax. Why don't you just? <laughs> but you I do. do, I, do think, I, know I do. But I do think. Uh, I do think she has some very valid points to make about. About how patriarchy. No, yeah, I, 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 I agree with her about dating broke people. I, I don't date broke people. Like. Yeah, but what's broke? Broke is what I consider to be broke. What? Which is what? I can't think of a, a, a like a quantifiable I had, I had, figure. I had a friend that said forty Gs. Yeah, I have a friend work. who says four. And this is when she was like twenty two. I'm sure the numbers gone up now. But she was like anyone under forty k, under forty k, she's not interested. And Interesting. I, I don't. I, I that's not my personal. But standard. the thing is, but, but the thing is, at first when I first heard it, Tunde said. Tunde said. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what, you know what? Okay, when I first, first heard it. First of all, what we are <laughs> gonna do? <laughs> turn the Tunde here, make way past that forty. <laughs> you load it down. <laughs> no, but to, to be honest, I, when, I, when I first said it, I thought, ah, oh, you're moving mad. But then, actually, She's I completely not. understand it. Mm. Like, at the end of the day, she wants this lifestyle. If you're earning less than 40k, she's you basically saying you can't provide it, which is like, cool. It's not about money, it's about disposable income. Yes, it's about, exactly. And what if you're... you can be earning 40k and your mortgage could be through the roof and you're taking home, your take home is 100 pounds. Disposable income is 100 pounds. You're broke, my friend. Exactly. Or you could be earning 40 and that's where your salary is cut. Like you're not in a position or you're not in a role that has any sense, like you've reached a limit. Yeah. No, but her point is you've reached a limit but you haven't reached the, the bottom limit for me. So you can't date me. But wouldn't you rather date someone who's do, no, having 30,000 and then is on the on the way to earning more? No, she's saying life. once you hit that 40K mark, then, then you qualify. Oh, man. oh wow. And, and, and also, if then there's broke and then there's, there's perpetually <laughs> broke and then there's temporarily broke. Yeah. And temporarily broke yeah, is sure. fine. If yes, you've lost your job exactly. uh, a couple months ago, I'm not going to be like, no. Yeah. Or a PhD student who's like, actually, right now I'm working at Mackie D's because I'm trying to work my way through a PhD. But it's, I'm doing my PhD at... We're just talking about man of actual things behind them. Yeah. Right? yeah. Do you know, I, do you know, I, think, I think the other substance. side of it, I think the other side, and that's why with what she said, I was having this conversation with someone actually just yesterday about, I don't know, this is, I don't really necessarily bring it to church or Christianity or whatever, but I just, I sat down and thought about it and I said, like some of these these Christian guys are running around like they're God's gift, hmm? but it's just incredible because <gasps> they don't own prop- like they don't own property. Mm-hmm. Like their car preach? is protect- their car is only the car is finance oh, only- yeah. could only be could only be finance. Oh, yeah. they, they haven't they haven't paid for it, Same. and it's like but you don't, and you don't look like Denzel. You're here running around like and like My you goodness. think girls are chasing you and you're yeah. going around Ooh. moving mad with yeah. different girls. I'm like, yeah. but who gave you that? Yeah. I don't know how we built you up into this thing because There's you're names, really not it's that. Oh, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. It's I really just want to list. And the thing is, names. my thing is, uh, this is the thing. Don't people get it twisted. I'm not saying I'm not saying that 
I'm not saying that um, your mat- the material worth defines who you are or anything like that. I'm not saying that. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying, you. how can you be, how can you have the goal yes. to be moving mad and thinking that you're God's gift when you literally don't what have your life in order? What you're trying to do is trying to source Man. where the confidence comes from and you can't I c- source I it I in could, any... I, I couldn't find the footnote. I couldn't find the footnote. I couldn't find the footnote. Exactly. I couldn't find the footnote. And don't get twisted. I Listen, my car is, is dead. My car is a VW, but I don't run around here thinking I'm anything. I have a VW 2001 with a tape deck <laughs> but I don't run around here saying I'm this and I'm that no it's but it's not even about every, it's, every, it's not even about thinking like it's it's about how you approach women yes I've heard guys speak about women in ways that position them, them as like Barack Obama and mm-hmm. they deserve a Michelle but really they're not even offset <laughs> <laughs> oh my god like, <laughs> But it's the truth. Oh my god! <laughs> Do you know what? Maybe they went in on the Michelle to make them intel. No, but well, I I'm, I'm, my project. I'm, I'm a project manager at work. I can't make my project <laughs> yeah, at home. Are you right? I can't so do that. Like, it's just <laughs> no, but seriously, seriously, and and, and this Drum is the thing up. that I'm you need to. Yeah. If you you should have this inherent dignity Ooh. about you because you're a child of God. Yes. But Amen. at the same time, if you're approaching a Michelle Obama type, you better be Barack. Then you the better making, be a Barack in the making, at least. But you can't be Offset. <laughs> no, nah, but shall I tell you what it is again. I think someone said supply and demand already. It it's supply and demand. Yeah. Because the men are in, the men are in short supply. You build up the men to be in this thing where really they're just bang average, man. Super. But average, that, you know, that's 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 part, partly as women we need to stop lowering our standards. This yes. is what I and this is what I the energy. I but this is but this, but this, like, what, this is I what Slumflower. No, but this is what Slumflower is saying. Though. Slumflower. She's, she's saying, saying she's saying no, like she's that. Saying she's, she's saying it in she's a, saying, she's saying saying it in a very in a terrible way. But way, I, I'm, yeah. I'm not saying and this is I'm not saying to the Fed. To, I'm just saying from what I'm getting from her overall point. It's just like yo, like stop date, like love yourself and stop dating. Stop thinking that you have to lower your standards and date average men. Like get something out of it for yourself because yeah. society is patriarchal. So you may as well. That, I'm ask? not saying she's saying everything. I'm not agreeing with everything. Well, I, some, some, I don't know if I'm just but, a hopeless yeah. romantic, but I feel like you just you're just stripping it down to like a very basic level. And I think maybe because they're talking about faceless, nameless, like uh, partners. But it's just really is that we're gonna do? Just it's it, it's a transaction, and we're gonna look at it like I'm gonna get something out of this for myself. You you can't complain when the guy comes in with that same kind of energy. I'm gonna get something. You can't you can't say anything. But I mean, I think it's definitely love yourself. And I feel like also women need to find, also come to the conclusion that being alone is not the worst um, like situation. Like there's actual situations that are worse than that. Absolutely. Like being with someone who's dragging you down and pouring your life down the drain. Like that, <laughs> to me, I just think you might as well, you can do battle by yourself. You don't need to have someone else ruin your life for you. What? It's, oh, it's, it's, like, it's like the stages of, of bad. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, Obviously, being alone is, is can be really upsetting for people. Upsetting. It's been upsetting for people, but mm. it's worse to be with it's worse to be with someone who's bad. Exactly, one, no, like one hundred. I see, I see 100%. Brit at nighttime, no, no, cheating on me, no, no, spending my money. I don't have to worry about you're gonna bring home some random girl and chat. But I've had a break, baby. Bring down an STD. Bring break. back home an STD. This is what I'm saying. Or just big, like when I look at women like Gabrielle Union, mm, I can't. I'm like, does Gabrielle Union to be with somebody who's had a break, baby? Really? There's a lot of women who who always men. Maybe she break, feels baby. like that's what a lot of women. I, think. I don't know. You know but me. I'm not married. So I don't know. No, because I don't have the I don't have the emotional capacity to love someone else's child. <gasps> wow. No, but you know. At least, at least you, you know. know at least you know your truth. But can I ask a question? <laughs> 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 I love the way you were just real with it. Can we just take you back to? Because this whole dating broke 
everything has really triggered me. And I don't even know why I care so much because um, I'll say this with my chest. I don't really date guys who earn less than me. And that's not something that I purposely put out that I don't. The kind of guy that I'm looking for, so what do I want to do, Angel? Change the world. Yeah, I need to try and change the world. Yeah, Chloe, what's your salary? Let's trade pay slips and that, you know Yeah, trust me. So I can tell our guy friends that they're year-end tax. I said that the last guy that I went on a date with, because we weren't dating, we went on two dates, I assume he earned less than me because I assumed what his job role was. But previous to him dating me, I think he earned more than me, but it wasn't... Or legal, so we'll just move on from that. Anyway, my question is: when people say don't date broke, Mm -hmm. so this is this is what I think is interesting. I think girls like I would never date a broke man. Blah 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 blah. He's got to earn more than me or whatever. Mm -hmm. What do guys think about dating broke girls? That's what I want to know. I I so my fiance is a teacher, and I work in the city. So he's saying teachers are broke. Because, boy, I have to be so careful with this. <laughs> um, so let me put it out there, first of all, that my current policy is that teachers need to be paid more. Yeah, Public servants Trust need to be me. paid absolutely. more. Mm-hmm. They're being robbed in this place. Our taxes mad. really need to go towards their salaries because they are doing a good service in this country. Amen. Boom. Um, Having said that. And mm-hmm. one of my key things is... I don't know. I'm I'm really not that focused on how much you're earning, like because ugh, I try to be quiet because a lot of what you're saying needs to be said, and I agree with it. Like in terms of traditional gender roles, in terms of wanting to pay for things, wanting to pay for things, in terms of just that, the way the way I love, and it's never crossed my mind to be like, okay, I need to find someone who is. Uh, specifically at a certain financial level, mm-hmm. or specific because that's not necessarily what we we're going to bring. If everyone's just bringing money to the table, mm. something else is going to be missing. Mm. Yeah, True. Hallelujah. So, really and truly, work out what it is that you need. Mm. If you took away, because my 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 way of thinking has always been, if tomorrow, God forbid, I lose my job, is the only thing I brought money. Yeah. Mm. Because if it is, then we got a problem. Absolutely. Like, wow. as far as I'm concerned, wow. I don't, I don't care how much you're earning because if something happens and our situations change, you become the main breadwinner. Yeah. Big man thing. We both have to survive on your salary yeah. anyway. Mm. Yeah. So you can sit there degrading it, but if tomorrow comes and that's all you've got, that's all we've got. Time that's, for you to eat your words. But then, yeah. but then doesn't, isn't, doesn't that mean you should care? No. But then what I'm no, saying I is, mean, if, if, so if, it's not, if tomorrow not comes and she's the only breadwinner, don't you then want somebody? Who, if she is the only breadwinner, you're still kind of all right. Do you know what I mean? Honestly, I say, honestly like, it doesn't not... matter at all. Like, okay, you're so, gonna date someone who works in Happy Shopper. Yeah, no, I see. I, see. I don't even know what that is. No shade to anyone who works in Happy Shopper. Like, not at all. So yeah, I'm not. No, no, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Who, I, I that's get, their I permanent career, saying. not somebody who's temporarily working in Happy Shopper. Because yeah, yeah. many of us probably have at some point in our lives. But I mean, yeah, but what? So I guess people at Happy Shopper who are married, they don't deserve life and love. Are you talking from a position of privilege? Are you talking because you're earning perhaps, and if you work in the city, <clears throat> so are you talking because <laughs> you're earning an, uh, you know, significantly above average salary? So actually, you're able to then think about, hey, I, it doesn't matter necessarily what you're bringing. It doesn't matter what, table, you're, what you're financially this. bringing because actually I have this. 
So now I can now I have the um, freedom to think about all the other things. Or are you saying that actually, whether you're working in in the city or whether you're working in quote unquote happy shopper, it wouldn't matter anyway. The latter. So for me, okay. it's about do you have the same kind of drive that I do? Mm. Because like we say, this idea of temporarily broke mm. versus permanently stuck, right? If you are currently where you are at now, but we know that in a year's time, if you continue to hustle, you continue to work, you're going to go yeah. up, you're going to go up, you're yeah. going to go up. Whether or not we catch up and we're over level, not the point. I want to know that the person who I'm with is constantly aiming for better. So it's right? about character rather than the actual money. And, yeah. I think, and like, yeah. that's what I say as well. It's about, it's about ambition and, and the character. Reason, yeah, the reason, and I was gonna, that's, that's the most important thing. And that's what I was going to say, to come at it from the other side, I know guys who aren't ballers out here, but they have a lot more heart than guys with... A lot more heart, a lot more drive. I can't relate, else. I'm afraid. Huh? <laughs> All my guys are ballers. I'm just saying. Some like got some of my friends, they they're not they're not some of some of them are peed up, but they've they've got heart like and to me, I would recommend them to like I would recommend them to, to people, not just not because they are, you know, they may not be able to pay for all the dates or whatever, but at the end of the day, they're someone that will is going to achieve and that's because they've got drive and they've got heart and they're yeah. generally that deep down they've got character whereas there's other people who yeah they might be earning and they might have the car or whatever but to be honest they're just not very nice people exactly mm-hmm. and there's no amount of money that can pay for your peace of mind Ooh. like i i would rather i mean obviously we, we hope that god gives both but i feel like rather than getting the extra 10k I feel like we can figure that out, but mm. I I need someone with integrity yeah. and with substance. Like we, you've got something to work with, and you have got drive. Okay, but if you're just earning a lot and you're here just to rubbish my life, mm-hmm. no, because you my can life, have my you can have both. Is, yes, exactly, yeah, you can so absolutely. Like, in an ideal world, you but would have both. but if there was ever like I I wouldn't. Money, money's one. not gonna mask the fact that you're gonna bring a lot of that hell with you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, I just think I just want to say to black women, you can have both. Because yes. I think sometimes yeah. black women get this whole Tyler Perry of, movie of thing or. where it's like, yeah. oh, there's a guy, um, you know, Working I don't know, riding, riding a bike, riding yeah. a bike, selling water on the roadside. Yeah. <laughs> but he has a good heart yeah. and you should date him. And I'm not saying any shade before someone calls me a snob, there is nothing wrong with somebody riding a bike <laughs> and selling water on the side of the road and being a singer, part time singer. That's absolutely fine. But it's also okay for me to say, Actually, I, I want more. That's not my preference. Yes, I it's true. It's, not it's okay for me to say that. It's, it doesn't make me a bad person. You don't have to take it. It doesn't. All right, cool. Let me let me let me pivot to um, something else that happened in the last week. Um, so, you know, I'm sick of this stupid country. That's the first thing. Um, but in the, in the latest clown show that is this place, um, comic relief. So here's the thing, David David Lammy again. Is the the voice of black people these Everyone's days? He's, every, he's clearly just moving. Book of the week, continue. He's clearly just <laughs> boy. He's taking all the media opportunities. He's just yeah. But any, he's always saying the right things apparently these days. But anyhow, I had something else to say, but I just can't. I just don't want to go there. <laughs> no, you we're said un, we're you said don't today, be filtered. Harry. We exactly, today. Harry. We might want David Lammy on the podcast one day, so let's just. All right, cool. Let's keep. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Nah, <laughs> Book of the week, <laughs> always. No, nah, it's, it's not even. It's not even that. But um, yeah. So he, this this week he went. He um got into it with Comic Relief. Um, 
Maybe I should really like. Maybe I should read the. No, um, just tell, tell us what he said. Just paraphrase. No, paraphrase. no, no. I want. I want to. No, but I want to actually read. I want to the read their statement though, because there was oh, their, their statement, statement was their awful. statement was very, 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 that's, very, that's very awful. important. I think the press officer was off that day, and they had to give it to the press officer intern, and that's the person who wrote it. <laughs> 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 You're right. And that so, intern, big comic that intern was So basically, if you guys, if you, <laughs> if you guys know who Stacey Dooley is, she went to. Uganda. Re- yeah, sorry, I didn't want to say it. Yeah, she went to Uganda and took um, pictures with. Sorry, guys, can we use the correct terminology? Uh, it's Africa. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to need you to relax. <laughs> you know, if it's Africa, it means it's Nigeria because Nigeria is Africa. So, yeah, what they what said. Um, he so she she went to um uganda took a picture with like a young black boy and said something like my heart or something like that or blah blah blah. and then david lammy commented saying on twitter like the world doesn't need any more white saviors um and then comic relief came back with a statement which i will read in the next five seconds give me that please come on chill out i'm finding it where is it (laughs) Wait, Lenny Henry co-founded... Did you know that Lenny Henry yeah. co-founded Comic Relief? Yes. Oh my gosh. I never knew that. I'm pretty sure it wasn't... When he co-founded it, he, this is not what he envisaged. I'm pretty sure, no. <laughs> wow. Lenny Henry's become woke in the last couple of years, hasn't he? When he lost really? the weight. When he lost the wife. <laughs> <laughs> no. When he lost the wife, you say? Yeah. Dawn French. Yeah. 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 Wait, French he was married left. to Dawn French. Are you okay? Where have you been? Where I'm have sorry. you been? Have you not seen Jamaica Men's Cup? Actually, let me not go there. Harry, you're gonna, I'm going to need you to do your research and do your Harry, due diligence. You didn't do any work in there. Are you serious? At yeah. the heart attack. Okay, well, anyway. So this is what this is what Comic really said. Um, they said, We are really grateful that Stacey Dooley, an award-winning and internationally acclaimed documentary maker, agreed to go to Uganda to discover more about projects the British people have funded there and make no apologies for this. She has filmed and reported on challenging issues all over the world, helping to put a much-needed spotlight on issues that affect people's lives daily. In her film, people working with or supported by Comic Relief projects tell their own stories in their own words. We've previously asked David Lamy if he would like to work with us to make a film in Africa. Africa. Told you. And he has not responded. The offer is still open. Do I want to make a film in Honduras? So last year, (laughs) Mr. Lamy said that African people were equals to be respected, not as victims to be pitied. Absolutely. Which is absolutely one hundred percent correct. Um, so what this is what David Lammy said. He said charity is a great, great thing. All of us understand that, but how we do charity is important. Mm-hmm. Comic Relief is a twenty-year-old formula that asks comedians to perform and send celebrities, most often white, out to Africa, and that image evokes for lots of ethnic minorities in Britain a colonial image of a white, beautiful heroine holding a black child with no agency, no parents in sight. Mm-hmm. The charity is doing very little to educate the public. He added, talking about the emerging middle class in Africa. Yeah, mm-hmm. that is one hundred percent the truth. It's one hundred percent the truth. Um, so, so Stacey Dooley actually said, "Do you know what? Why, why women need to just they need to why women need to get to get each other? Do you know what she, she said? She said David is the issue. David, it's the issue of me being white. Genuine question because that's, if that's the case, you could always go there and try raise awareness. Shut <laughs> up, mad? Is she mad? I really hope. Did Kalechi drag her? I really hope Kalechi drag her because she need." Kalechi came up with her alternative oh, uh, yeah. to comic seasoning. relief, which is seasoning relief. <laughs> 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 yeah. Ooh, I, 
I really hope she does. Stacey Dooley's only become a popular since the BBC, you know, like cancelled Reggie Yates. I'm going to say that one time. Because all the stuff that she was that she does, or all the things that he was doing, which is why they didn't say that she was a journalist, that she's an award-winning documentary maker. She's not a journalist. She has no journalism I can be a documentary maker in my bedroom. She's not a documentary maker. That's what they called her. No, they called her like a twerk instructor. No, not Kalechi. No, that's what she is. Stacey Dooley. No, Stacey oh, Dooley. Stacey Dooley. Yeah. Stacey Dooley. <laughs> Dooley definitely cannot. Well, I don't know if she can do it. You can't be sure. I'm pretty sure she can't. He said, this isn't personal. I don't question your good motives. The thing is, so this is, this is, this is my problem. I cannot believe that white people are here saying, this is, do they not realise that the whole reason this is happening is because of them? Yeah. The fact, like, the fact that we are not forcing you to pay money is, is privilege. You're lucky. You're actually blessed that no one's saying, you know what? You have to give money. Mm. Like you have to one hundred percent give money to Comic Relief. Yeah. You're lu- like you're lucky. What do you mean the projects that British people have graciously funded? Are you mad? What yeah. do you mean graciously? What the-, the problem with development, and I used to work for a development charity, is that you get yourself as an organisation into a really quick rut of that actually Comic Relief is 20 years old Comic Relief and Sport Relief are basically the same organisation they just use different celebrities to try and endorse and, and to get money so really and truly you know my question would be why are we still raising funds in the way that we've been raising funds for the past 20 years because your formula is not working because mm-hmm. if it was working we wouldn't need to be doing it anymore like the charity that I currently work for we the mandate is we don't want to be in existence in 20 years like we need to actually be out of a job mm-hmm. this is the issue with development charities they, they, they employ people and they're set up processes and protocols where actually they are in they're, they're around for so long we need to feed you a narrative where you need to emotionally connect and we need to feed you poverty porn so you feel sorry so we, we can continue to to sit back and we can do the jobs that we do and we can have these long-standing charities for the next hundred years that's the problem and the narrative has to be the the British white saviour helps the poor starving Ugandan child. Thank you, white And people. that narrative has been Thank around you. since my mother was a teenager. Yeah. It's been around since they landed Bruv, on the continent. Remember, remember, yeah. Yeah, remember, feed, the remember, feed the, remember, feed the world in nineteen eighty four. Let them know. Let them know. Christmas time. We're not going to do that. Can I just say, Stacey? It's ridiculous. Stacey Dooley is the epitome of white womanhood. She is literally the epitome of it. And she has been annoying ever since. Can we also remember where, where Stacey Dooley's career started? She, she didn't go to university and study journalism. She went on a TV show called like, where they put like five young people in the wild or something like that. And then she emerged from that TV show as like the popular one and started doing documentaries. I don't know if in between she went and did some serious studying, but she's not, she didn't start off. It's not like she had some massive passion for whatever and then went into it she literally like went on a tv show like a reality tv show and then from that became stacy Dooley investigates if anyone's ever watched her documentaries she is the most patronizing mm. annoying presenter she's always asking stupid questions like she doesn't understand no she'll go to she'll go and be a victim of like i don't know a sex worker or something who has been raped you know and she'd be like so do you enjoy having sex, Felicity? Like, she just asked the most stupid <laughs> questions. She's got, like, no social like, awareness. She, she, mm-hmm. she asked me, and she's so patronising. So I'm actually glad this has happened, because I feel like she's... I, I feel like I don't understand how people have been watching a documentary for so long and not noticed that she's problematic, because she's been problematic in all her documentaries from, like, day one. So I think this is great, because this needed to happen. Second of all, David Lammy... 
but he was right on this one. I can't even. I can't even. It's he was in, right. Stop tearing down our own. I'm not gonna tell. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's true. Like, I, David Lammy. I feel. I do feel he's an opportunist. I'm not gonna lie. Just let him be. But man. he's been an opportunist for our benefits. So exactly. Yeah. My thing is, like, you can call someone opportunist and da da da. But at the end of the day, my thing is, if you're doing the work, he, he's, yeah, I'm not. He's I'm speaking, not He's speaking yeah. when he's speaking other people. When, he's speaking, speaking truth to power. When other people are silent, I didn't hear Chukwu Muna say nothing. I didn't hear bloody wrestling. Chukwu's currently struggling. Yeah, he is struggling. He's 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 struggling in life because that <laughs> I I don't think on the morning when he woke up and he was like I'm going to be the leader of my whole new party <laughs> and then next thing you know 17 white folk and their cousins their aunties their uncles and a couple of UKIP supporters turned up and he went oh wait now this, this, <laughs> geez, no, this. But do you know do you know what was a great thing about that independent party the great thing was that on the day the very same day it was created yeah. The woman said. Fibber. The woman. The woman said yeah. she left Labour because of racism. And then the and funny, like, oh, the tinged. funny, t- the funny. T- it's not just because you're black or you have, you know, like a funny tinge. Oh god. Funny what? what? Funny tinge. tinge. A, funny, a funny tinge. Like a funny tinge. No, she did. And didn't the yeah, it, didn't skin color a funny tinge? Yeah. Funny, it was great. Just a funny tinge. Wow. Didn't one of the ladies on the panel say, what? what? What did she say? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what she said. Yeah, she's like, she said, she's like, what? What? Funny <laughs> Wasn't what? it? Angela Smith, that's yeah, her name. she said a funny what? And she apologised she apologized for it. Don't apologise for ignorance, just don't speak. Have I'm just like, it's a just, I'm, can you believe, this is, how, this is how they are. They literally say, I left the party because of racism and then come out on the same day of racism. No, but that's you the thing, make because, but no, so we've got, we got to be clear here. <laughs> Acceptable racism Against black or brown people, yeah, tick, yeah, yeah. And against anti- Israel, Israel, yeah, yeah. And can't do nothing, can't do nothing, yeah, yeah. That is like a madness. I, I think we need to like also the whole thing about Jewish people being because there are white people who are Jewish, so like the whole thing about Jewish people in a race, like they are, but they kind of like I think it really murk like it muddles the water and we're just like oh like racism against Jewish people because it's not. It's, they're an ethnic group, like, mm. but they're still white. Let's just be clear on that. I just well, but then, but then the, the, the thing, the thing is, I think Jew, Jew, my problem is that I feel like there are some, there are some Jewish people out here acting like they don't benefit from white privilege. They, yeah, they absolutely do. Absolutely You're not on the same boat still, with us, blood. Mm. You're not. No. They're, they're you're just white. not. I'm sorry. Like, you're literally, not. if nobody, if nobody, <laughs> the only reason people know you're Jewish is because of your last name and the fact that you literally tell people that you're Jewish. Yeah, half the time you don't even half the time you don't even know. I can't. I'm not. I can't hide anything here. Yeah, if your last name was Murphy and you didn't tell anyone you were Jewish, then you'd get treated exactly the same as everybody else. And the thing is, this is not to to discount that anti-Semitism is is a is a problem because there are some mad awful people who are just have this irrational hatred towards Jewish people. But my my problem is that Labour and conservatives they're having this whole Barney about anti-Semitism and all that stuff. But they they're silent as Islamophobia. Mm. They don't care about racism that comes to anyone else. Yeah. It's just anti-Semitism. That, that that is their racism, and that's why they're upset. But everything yeah. else was ah fine, whatever. Yep, don't care. But back but back to it. Um, as much as I don't want to talk about feed the world because feed I remember like what what jars me is that feed the world exists, and they've redone it twice. Twice, you know, having. In between the first one and the second Feed the World, We Are the World happened. Mm. An actual pattern where it wasn't a look at how bad their lives are, hooray for us, poverty porn, Mm. hashtag. It was a we're all suffering. If they're suffering, we suffer. Mm. That is what, that right there is how you do a message of support. Mm -hmm. Not a, um, what's my my least favorite? Um, Least favorite line in that song is 
So tonight, thank God it's them instead of you. Yeah, what that is the most mad. Does line. that mean? Yeah. I, so yeah, the children, <laughs> not children, need um, re, uh, comic relief. Yeah, no, no. This thing, and as much as I love Sting, this is an L. Yeah. Where the only water flowing is the bitter sting of tears. Bono like, said, "Well you know tonight, thank God." Is that? That? I remember the Bono, well tonight, exactly. thank God. There's definitely a lot more than they are in Shropshire. Boy, no, but listen, listen, no, but listen to this. Listen to this line, boy George Nubbers, and there won't be snow in Africa this Christmas time. The greatest gift they'll get this year is life, when nothing, nothing ever grows, grows. no, no rain, rain or rivers, rivers flow. flow. Didn't know it's Christmas time at all. Are they what? mad? Why the hell did you come there then? If you don't, if, you, if, if nothing goes there, yeah. why did you come there then? You should have left like, us alone. Why did you come there? So, so really, uh, why are you still, why are you crazy? Still there? Yeah, why are people, why are people are, they're unbelievably are crazy, bro. They're absolutely absurd. Just the, the insaneness to think that somebody would, would live in a tropical climate and want snow. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, because how are they going to know it's they're Christmas time at all? Like, I'm on a beach, right, on the coast of Ghana thinking, gosh, it's the 725th, I don't have snow. That was Christmas I'm like, time. you're so oh. absurd as a people group. Like, you're mm. such an absurd group of people. Like, I'm just done. <laughs> and, and that's the thing. When, when, when Lenny Henry started it up, it was because there was an issue I think it was right in the uh, in the depths of like a, a famine or something was going on in a specific region, mm-hmm. and he knew that his skill was comedy. Mm-hmm. So what he wanted to do was take that. Here's a moment where we don't just do comedy so that we can get paid. Yeah. We make people laugh. People mm-hmm. donate. Yeah. Boom. Fine. However, we are now further on. We've moved on from that mm-hmm. point. We are aware of a the huge injustices across Africa as a result of colonization. Of, of, of the, the colonial attitudes from all across Europe, where you guys came in, scattered what were booming economies mm-hmm. in the name of preserving what you think is the right way of life. Yeah. Right? So now, don't come and be upset. And it's just that constant pattern of the, the, the most offensive thing you can say to a white person is to call them racist. Mm-hmm. Not to call out the racism, not mm-hmm. to fix the racism, not the fact that there are people who every day live in fear or are having to change their behaviors because of the society that we live in. But the fact that I call you racist is the biggest insult yeah. that you could possibly, in fact, not even calling you racist, the fact that I use the word racist mm-hmm. around you. And no one even called her racist. No one. Yeah. Did anyone actually say Stacey Doody is a racist? No. no. Okay, let me say it. Stacey Doody's a racist. <laughs> <laughs> For me, it's, it's an age-old typical argument of like, we're white, so we know best and, mm-hmm. we, and we've got to be right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just talking to Angel about it like, you know, the development charity that I used to work for, we would raise funds in the UK and then we'd go out to the regions that we were working in. It wasn't even always in Africa. So we had some in Southern Africa and some in Southeast Asia. And then we'd work with the local communities because for the most part, when you're living in the local community, you know best how to deal with the situation that you have and you might need resources, but you can probably advise better. And so that's my issue with comic relief. I don't, I'm not here for any charity that continues to fly in white celebrities to be like oh look at these poor people we have the solution what we're going to do is we're going to do this for the next we're going to do this for decades we're going to keep on doing it how about you don't fly them in how about you don't spend all the money with your seven thousand team strong of documentary makers and we just focus on maybe the african comedians that can potentially work mm-hmm. yep. yeah yeah bury them or the celebrities or the influencers like because there's millions there's of them bunch of mm-hmm. like yeah. there's so many of them why are we doing this tried but shall i tell you, shall I tell you like, what the other side of it is though of charity maybe from their perspective is like pff, white people won't pay well but i do you know what the, the 
the biggest thing about the white savior i was listening to um a video today about the help everyone's seen that film right the help. yeah yeah but it's talking about it was on the back of that recent film that's come out called green book yeah mm-hmm. i haven't seen it but i think mm-hmm. it's basically about like a black it's a God. black uh, musician. Yeah. And like this racist and his racist driver. And the story basically centers around around the racist driver and how he kind of starts off being this horrible racist becomes and becomes a better person. And so the the focus of the story is not this Thank black you, driver a black pianist. It's the But it's just the idea of this constant need for white people to feel like validated that despite the fact that they, they've completely destroyed so many black communities, constantly validated as the people who help us and who save us and who are there to support us, like regardless of the history of it and the present. And it's just like, it's almost childlike. The self, like, you know like how three-year-olds are like centered on themselves and they can't see the world around them. Everything is about them. Yeah. And that they just don't, they're just not aware. Like they're not aware of anything else apart from their needs. So it's like, even in the film, The Help, it's like the, the, the takeaway thing from the help is this white woman who helps the black maids write the book loses her job and loses all her friends mm. because she helped write this book. That's a take home message. Yeah. And it's like you centered her, but she's the most privileged person in this whole story. The yeah. maids who have lost their job can't move to. So she goes and moves to New York and like will find another job as a journalist. They can't move anywhere. Mm. They're still in the deep south. One of them, their son was killed by police or whatever. Like, but the take home message of the film is this white woman has lost her friends mm. and her standing in the community because she's helped a poor black person. And it's this constant need to feel validated. And, and to centre themselves. And, and, and to centre themselves in every single narrative when it comes to do with black people. And it's just weird. Like, like I just feel like if a psychologist sat down and analysed it as like not as a group of people, as a person, they'd be like, you have a narcissistic personality yeah, disorder. Absolutely. Like, you're, you need to seek help. Also, maybe they have like survivor guilt. Maybe that's part of it. And that's the reason why they keep making these films and pushing these images out to the media mm. about, you know, oh, but we were really helpful in the civil mm. rights movement or we were really helpful in doing these kind of things. Slavery wouldn't have ended without us. Like, mm. right, uh, exactly. you know, apartheid wouldn't have ended without us. It's not really survivor mm. guilt, it's oppressor guilt. Because you didn't Sorry, survive yes, it. Because you, yeah. you weren't part of the, the yeah. victims, you were the people perpetrating it. Mm. Jeez, man. Anyway, on a lighter note, <laughs> did anyone see Kanye... Um, and his remix what? of This Is The Day. Really this is the day. Are you mad? <laughs> okay. Amazing. That thing, so, that thing so went he, off. So here's, it, it annoys me because I can't support Kanye, yeah. but it slapped. It this really thing was slapped. Actually, in, the, in the sunken place, I think he knows it. Like, it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's a hard one for me because it really bangs. Kanye predicted okay. everything it, about himself any, in his music before he was like, and when he gets on, he's going to leave you for a white girl. And he was like, and that's what I've done. Yeah. <laughs> like, I feel like he's predicted everything oh. that If anyone hasn't heard it, become. let me play it now. We've got favourite gospel artists, you're right. No. <laughs> the oh, way, the love of Fred Hammond. No one loves him like how I love him. No, don't. Are you right? Don't. But has Fred Hammond said anything about it? Yeah, he reposted it. And reposted on his Instagram. You'll know that he loves Fred like how I love Fred. If Kanye West remixed your stuff, you're going to... Well, I wouldn't, but... And he said, he said, some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to Jesus, teacher, rebuke your disciples. I tell you, he replied, if they keep quiet, the stones will cry out. 
He's saying Kanye's a stone. Isn't that slightly an right. insult? Yeah. Slightly an insult, but slightly you know. Slightly an insult. <laughs> slightly a diss, what, but. Like, it, it's, it, it's annoying, but equally, if he were to produce, if, if he were to produce a remix for This Is The Day, mm. yeah, he needs to I get would probably around. play that on a loop. Yeah, not gonna yeah. lie. He needs to get in the studio right now and Listen, redo that. Listen, Snoop Dogg yeah. can, can produce a whole gospel album that banged. Banged! That, 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 that banged! Every single song. Kanye can do it. He can jump on yeah, it. but the difference is Snoop Dogg isn't a problematic person mm. who I feel like I should give my coin to. And I feel like Kanye West, no matter how many friends albums... You don't think Snoop Dogg's a problematic person? I mean, he's smokes a bit of weed. Snoop! A bit. Snoop! Who? Snoop! The guy that walked into a, into a, a, a reward show with two women on leashes. Snoop! Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. 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 <laughs> Do you know what? I forgot about that. Yeah. But I mean, it was in years recent, ago, in but recent I'm just years, saying, he has... In recent years. As in, we've seen the growth of Snoop I mean, all he does is... I don't think he's grown. I think he's just got tired. And I think there's things that we are... Yeah, he just realised he couldn't be doing that anymore. I guess he's forgotten. But like... I think I we can't. I just can't. I can't. Yeah. No, he, he comes on the. Well, not he's not like R Kelly, but categories of people that are cancelled. I feel like Kanye's. Boy, he yeah. instantly got uncancelled for me, boy. <laughs> no, no, he's, he's still he's still blocked. He's, he's nah, he's he's, blo- he's blocked. But I shared. Uh, but I, I still read that post. <laughs> I unmuted that. <laughs> I unmuted that post. I think he's struggling. He has got mental health problems. He's got, mm. I think he's got severe mental health problems. He definitely does. Mm. I think he's living in a very interesting, like, reality, if you can call that reality. Not the same you, one as all of us. How if you're married to a Kardashian? I don't know. Someone said this. Ask, Someone said ask that. Tristan. <laughs> Tristan Someone been trying to get out of that. This is what's alone, but... We're not doing it. <laughs> no, but not to talk about that specific situation, but someone said on a podcast I was listening to that basically the Kardashians destroy every black person they come into contact with. Yeah. And I was, and they listen. Not Malika, not whatever. Apart from Malika, Malika. and I said that because she's Mahu? a complete Malika. 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 And that's only because. Who's that? 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 Yeah. 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 There's yeah. this weird. Who had what on who leash? Chloe. Chloe. She had like a harem of black girls. I think Megan Good was in that picture, wasn't she? Yeah. <gasps> I think I saw Megan that. Good, How did? Why did yeah. that happen? Really? Why did that happen? Why did that happen? Honestly. Why did that happen? I don't know actually. There's a photo up. I just, but then, yeah, someone said they, they come. She they had destroy black, four black girls on leashes. 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 Yeah. Let me see. Wow, it's fun. Anyway. anyway, I can't give energy to them. I can't do it. They're not. No, no, no. Time. They don't deserve our time. I'm, I'm, I'm actually going to pray for Kanye. And I, was, and I, I think we Pray that I'm he gonna, gets out, man. I'm just going to pray that he, place, he yeah. you know, he's, yeah. He gets he, back he in his right mind. The last, the last thing I want to, I want to, <laughs> I want to chat about is, um, oh gosh, that is, all is, is, is Jussie. My boy, oh. my bro, oh. my boy, <laughs> my son. <laughs> um, I I refuse to give uh, past verdict on this one yet because why? I don't trust Chicago PD. Bah! Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Like yeah, these yeah. people legit killed someone. Yeah. legit made up all kinds of false reports. Were found guilty. Yeah. still haven't finished their investigation into their own department. And now you want to? No, no, no. I'm not you know, backing Jussie, but, but I'm not backing the you know yeah. Chicago well, Basically, what I'll, I will come out with what I exactly th- exactly what I think when the case is settled and everything yes. is done. And even then, you know, they equip black people afterwards after like five years. So you never know. Because no, because no, the, the FBI got involved. Like all of this, things are going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Why they were like, the FBI get involved? Chicago, they got involved so quickly. Chicago, Chicago PD. Chicago PD came out and were like, yeah, 
it looks like Jussie made up the reports and he paid their own p- paid people to um uh to physically assault physically him. assault him. And the FBI came back and went, "That's not true. Scratch that." And since then, everyone's been quiet. So me too. I'm gonna hold my throat. My really? Throat. Wait, Jesse, 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 I Jesse. thought Jesse had admitted. No, no. no, no. Let me Jesse. tell you, she's admitted the two that so Nigerian boys. And I, it really frustrates me that the owners of Nigerian boys they don't have now. names. Also, they're mm. Amer. Are they right. not Americans? They're Americans. 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 they in it, but I don't think they've said what they've done. They've just yeah. apologized, and they've. Um, I think they've admitted regret at their part in it. Um, but no one's like no one else said anything. But what really, really irritates me is this black man who's out here on national TV representing the Chicago. Yes, and we've been doing a thorough. Listen, let me tell you something, my friend. You're only on TV. You're only out here talking to Good Morning America because you're black. That's mm-hmm. the only reason. Yeah. It's, and don't don't ever for one moment think that they're not going to take you down and get rid of you. They don't need to because you are only there in your privileged position as the as the, the mouthpiece and the official voice and what the Chicago PD are saying or not saying because of the colour of your skin and it, because they are so keen and they're like nope no 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 we're not racist look look we've got a black man out here saying that we're not listen get how are people not woke to that now because I just feel like even with Sajid Javid and I how are you as a black or Asian person not aware of the fact that when a when white organizations want to like do damage control for racism that they trot out whoever is black or Asian in their organisation. Like, how are you not aware of that as a grown person? Because, boy... The, I just don't get it. You over- yeah, overridden by the fact that you want You have to... Like, people just believe what's on the TV. Like... Mm-hmm. On people, top of that, you just want the position. Like, people just believe it's, like, it's, like it's like that moist woman. What's her name? can't remember her name, but you know Michael Cohen's track? No, Michael yeah, Cohen's yeah. Track. The one yes. That thing was wild. And, it, and then, so basically, for those who don't know, Michael Cohen is... Donald Trump's former personal lawyer. Mm-hmm. He's basically been indicted for like lying to the feds or whatever. And I then, don't so get basically, how she can't see that she's been used. No, but then she. So, so what happened was he basically they had a public trial. I think it's the House Oversight Committee they call it. Elijah mm-hmm. Cummings, mm-hmm. bad man, who yeah. is the who is the um, overseer. I, I said mm, overseer. Is he because his comments when the other guy was accused of being. Oh, okay. All I know is a bad man. He was. All I know is a bad man for this. So basically, they they had the trial and uh, essentially. Michael Cohen has just been saying, ah, oh, you know, Donald Trump's a racist. He said that, has yeah, black, do black people run any countries that aren't assholes? Um, all these different, he said black people wouldn't vote for him because he's too stupid, all these kind of things. That's what Michael Cohen said. Mm. And so basically Republicans were trying to discredit him, basically. Um, and one of them said, ah, oh, I think his name was Jim Jordan, was like, oh, but no, no, Donald it was, Trump's... It was, it was, uh, was it the other dude? Meadows. Meadows, that was it. Yeah, yeah. He was like, oh, Donald Trump's not racist because uh, he's not racist because uh, like uh, he's got a black uh, person who's working for him. She's and like, here she is. Here and she they, is. They asked to stand up, didn't they? Didn't they yeah. stand up? Yeah. I, and that's the thing. This is why I and just think... This, is why I, this, is my, this has been my phrase of the year. White people are incredible. <laughs> I honestly think they're just they're incredible. <laughs> it's just, it's unbelievable that they would actually, as a defense, in this day and age, in 2019, they would say, he's not racist, racist. because he employs a black person. Like, do they not realise how stupid that is as a statement? That, do, no, but the thing is, it's not stupid to a lot of them, which is what matters. Yes, and that's what I was going to say. That's the problem. It's and, not, to a lot of them, like, it's Why not would stupid. he employ someone who, yeah. who he doesn't like? And, and that's what I was going to say. Jeez. I think they put a black person to front all of their 
um, like their cleanups, not for black people, but mm-hmm. for the white people who may look at all of the facts and say, actually, mm-hmm. they probably are racist. The people yep. who are on the border mm-hmm. to, th- to actually, no, they can't be racist. They've got a mm-hmm. black person. Mm-hmm. It's not actually for us, I don't think, no, because no. I think we don't fall for it anymore. We don't have enough power for them to care, to whether, care what yeah. we think, whether yeah. we think they're racist. Well, they yeah. need, what they need is the white liberals yeah. who might be the ones who have enough earning power and enough say who might come for it to be like, actually, they're not racist. Because mm-hmm. really, the ones who fight, who they're the ones who control the media, yeah. essentially. And if they if they say, oh, it's not racist, then it's not. Mm. But with Jay, yeah, with Jussie, the jury's still out, and my jury's still out too. I'm, I don't know whether he did it or if he didn't do it. I hope he didn't. If he did, it doesn't really make a difference. No, no, no. No, no. Disagree with that. If he lied, it makes a huge difference. To what? And for the fact, because by his fakingness, mm. it gives fire to every, it gives fuel to every fire for anyone that wants mm. to be like, why should I believe your statement of of this racial harassment you've yeah. received, this homophobic harassment yeah. you've received? Hundred percent disagree. Hundred percent disagree. Why? It's the same thing with the Shemaya Beggar thing. People are like, oh, she's made it different, difficult for Muslims over here, and Justice Bunch made it different for racists. No, it hasn't. No, no, no. Like no. everybody who is a racist or a homophobe or Islamophobic. They were. This was. It was already going to be exactly the same. That's, they weren't going to change no, their mind. No, but that's not. It's not. That's. It's, it's not going that. To get even worse. You don't think? Oh, no, no, I'm not saying. I'm not saying it's for well, the. I'm not saying it's changing the situation for the racist, the homophobes, the prejudiced people. For them, their lives ain't changing. It's so for the who, people. Who, so it's for the people who have recently, because of Me Too, women now have that confidence to speak up on things that they were previously holding back. If you suddenly have that one example that people can latch onto to and say, actually, look, if this person lied, how do we know that this person isn't lying? Same thing for homophobic attacks. Same thing for racial attacks. I get that. I get that it's possible for those people to still be prejudiced, but as soon as you give people reasonable doubt. Yeah. It makes it so much harder for those who previously would have been too scared to come forward to speak up on what they have experienced. Because mm-hmm. we know that today, racist attacks are on the up in this country, in America, all across the West. We know that homophobic attacks are on the rise. We know that attacks against women are on the rise. The only reason why we know that is because people are now brave enough to speak about it. If we have people coming in, making it up, and completely diluting the credibility of every victim that comes forward, that is a bad thing. Mm-hmm. But, the, okay, the reason I... Mm. I guess I guess my reason why I disagree is because if you think about it, this is one guy. I've literally, since this point, I've, I'm, I'm bereft of any examples of anybody else who's been making up racist or homophobic attacks. Bruv, I didn't even know who this guy was. Yeah, but... Jesse, I mean, mm. Jesse. Okay, just, yeah, but that's Jesse. Though. It's Jesse number Jussie. one. It's Jesse, yeah. and he has like Smollett. I don't know if I'd say he's got like he's from an acting dynasty, but he's from like a pretty famous family. Yeah, in, Janae in Smollett. Like, yeah, people yeah. know. The heck of, is Janae Smollett? Uh, She's an actress. Really? She wow. was on um, what's um Denzel Washington's film, The Debate. Um, the Great Debaters. Great Debaters. Oh, she was in oh, Tyler Perry. Oh, was she? Oh yeah, Temptations of a Mac. Oh also guys, Tyler in, Perry. She was also Did in the Netflix about Tyler Perry? series, the, the one about um, Escape, Slavery. The Roots. The, Roots. No. Uh-uh, the oh one no. Underground. Underground. Yeah. She's like an accomplished actress. By the way, everyone, Tyler Perry's retiring Medea. I know that's 
horrible news. But he's, yeah. he's been this saying he's retiring. No, he is. So this time is the real time. This is the last. <laughs> is this the okay, time. this is an unpopular opinion, but I quite like Medea. Sorry. I oh, you cool. <laughs> you, you, yeah, you, you, I, sh- I shouldn't you. like her, but I, I do. I think she's funny. She's funny. I mean, I, I know yeah, the whole thing is a problem. It's a problem, but I, I don't know. That's, that's the truth. I think she's and an it's, acceptable caricature of black people. We're just there. revoking your work card right now. Her. She is, and I don't, and I don't like that. But I still. When you say she's a caricature, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. When we say caricature of black people, what do you mean? Uh, sorry, I mean African Americans from the African-Americans. south. That's what I mean. But yeah. it, but it, okay, but <laughs> sorry, it, <laughs> not my not grandmother. <laughs> yeah, but my, my thing is, is she? Is she? Were we saying she's in no way accurate? Like the thing is, I think the he's only. A, he's a, 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 no, I'm not African American, so that's. I, I, I can't identify is. with it. Mm. He said like, it is. He said it's based off his the woman in his family. Yeah, I feel like I feel like I feel like to me the problem is if white people. No one take this the wrong way. I'm saying if white people didn't exist, right? You, you wouldn't wow, have a problem with this, right? Wouldn't enjoy peace. No, no, no! <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. So my white friends listen to this. It's not what I, it's not, I wasn't trying to say that. That was Angel's own mad mind. Her <laughs> opinions. You don't expect the opinions and the viewpoints. White lives podcast. matter. All lives matter. Oh. White lives matter. Blue lives matter. Yeah. Everything. Um, <laughs> no, but what I'm, <laughs> what I'm saying is if white people didn't exist, then we wouldn't have a problem with it probably because it's like, ah, oh, but it's just a joke amongst us. Mm. Isn't the only problem that he's in the, the public eye so that white people can laugh at? Which is like the same thing with like Dave Chappelle when he did his comedy and white people laughed at it and they got upset. But it's not that it's not that the comedy itself wasn't necessarily funny. It was just yeah. that white people are laughing at it. It's like inside jokes. Yeah, yeah. Inside, yeah. inside the house like the, like the, Yeah, like, when, the, like when, when Thingy was, when we were all, everyone, all black people making jokes about Tim Ross Savage, ha, and then yeah. Minabata was like, ha, ha. And everyone was like, ah. What? <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like, like, calm down. Like, I don't know. That don't was even... so harsh. Yeah, it was bad. It was harsh. It was actually. bad. It was very harsh. But it is. But still, at the same time, you you do have to say, like, boy, if you're not a woman within a community, you just have to. Yeah, like, you know what I'm saying? If if like Jews are making fun of someone, it's like, ah, oh, he's got hook nose. Blah blah blah. It's like, <laughs> and if I come in, it's like, oh yeah, that joke about the guy with the hook nose is mad funny. It's not. Yeah, yeah. Yes, it's, it's got nothing to do. I, with I it. can't it's even really begin to joke about making beginning of jokes about Jewish people because I just can't even. Can't, it just fills me with terror. Yeah. But <laughs> there's certain communities that I you can't even. No. But you know, it's, it's the same it's... way like where if someone calls there if someone is. Um, not ridiculing their parent, but like saying yeah, something the family. negative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You About can't the family. say that thing. Yeah. And it's like, oh, it. my mum's so silly sometimes. Like, yeah, your mum is silly. What? You just have to be and calm. And about anyone's parents. You yeah. can be saying your mum is crazy. I'll be like, oh. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? When I meet her, hi, auntie, how are you? Are yeah. You yeah. Trust me. Yeah. No. Oh, I quite like your mum. Or just whatever. Never. I'll never join in. Exactly. Not even a slight agreement. of like, you know what? Sometimes my mum moves mad. <laughs> <laughs> Nadan smile. Nadan smile. <laughs> That's it. No, you can't. You can't. No, you can't at all. So you just need to, yeah, just know when you need to keep silent. Just Trust relax. Me. Yeah. Relax your skin. Yeah. Anyway, um, boy, we've been going for a while. So anyway, I'm wrapping up here. Tales and Partation Volume 12. Remember to like us on Twitter, what? Like us on Twitter? That doesn't make sense. Anyway, <laughs> follow us. I mean, follow us on Twitter um, at Plantation Tales, um, Instagram Tales and Plantation, Facebook Tales and Plantation. We're on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Tell a friend to tell a friend. If you have any tales of racism in the workplace or anything you've experienced, tell us from the plantation at gmail.com. Volume 12, we're out.